Hello, Ampies. It is intro time. See, now that the pew pew pews aren't as emphatic as they once were, are are we getting like bored with the podcast already? (laughs) No, I'll give you, I was worried that the pew pew pews were bothering people. So here's, here's a hearty pew 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 pew. That's for you guys. I think you need to change it up and like do an Adrian Brody getting banned from SNL. Respect my neck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. It's insane to think about that isn't it like do do you know about that um so adrian brody was hosting snl at the time adrian brody would be hosting snl musical guest was of course sean paul so he's about to introduce sean paul and he has decided he's gonna come out in a white tank top and a rastafarian hat and do a a chet hanks (gasps) situation Lauren Michaels, historically, does not like improv on his sketch comedy show. Um, Adrian Brody was banned uh, for life from SNL. And it's just another example, and I'm including the Halle Berry thing, of Adrian Brody getting way too comfortable with Black culture live on television. Yeah. yeah. Uh, bad. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he just kept saying, respect my neck. He said it so many times. It's uh, it's a really crazy thing to watch because it is obviously on YouTube. And to just be like, what? How did, why did this, why, who told him? Yeah. 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 Who told him, go for it. Who gave him the wig? Like, it ha- he had to go to the costumes department and be like, I want, like, a Rasta hat and, and wig. And <laughs> someone had to say yes. Or he brought it from home. He he brought this from home. And I'm not going to continue on this path because I don't want to do slander on the podcast. Fair. So fair. So fair. <laughs> yeah. So this is the intro, and we've been talking about Adrian Brody for the past <laughs> two minutes. You know, welcome to the Vampire, the Empire Diaries podcast, where we bring you everything you need to know about Adrian Brody. <laughs> uh, today's episodes that we're talking about today, what are they, Morgan? Let them know. They are episodes 15 and 16 of season two of the Vampire Diaries, The Dinner Party, and The House Guest. According to IMDb, The Dinner Party is an episode in which Stefan tells Elena about his darkest days. Trying to catch Elijah off guard, Damon arranges a dinner party. It fucking yeah. slaps. <laughs> it's my favorite episode of the show, and it rules. And Andy Starr has a glorious showcase. Yes. Uh, the following episode is The House Guest, uh, in which Catherine's mind games cause everybody frustration. But Elena, Stefan, and Damon realize that her knowledge of Mystic Falls history could be crucial to their survival. Imagine not wanting to listen to Catherine Pierce. Cannot relate. <laughs> it also like doesn't really tell you what the episode is. That could be any episode. <laughs> any episode with Catherine, for sure. Yeah. Catherine's mind game for pissing everyone off. So Damon, <laughs> Elena, and Stefan are like, not today, Catherine. <laughs> so, you know, it's that one, guys. <laughs> And let's see, we've got an Ampy email. Woo! This is from our longtime Ampy, Kira. Not going to say the last name because I've learned. <laughs> and this is a, a great uh, email post uh, last week's episode, which is, does Stephen Amell's voice confuse you? 
That's all. I just want to know because his voice confuses me. And the answer is yes. Yes. 100% yes. <laughs> it is so much higher than you would expect. Right? Right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's it's confounding, honestly. <laughs> I so appreciate this email. And I encourage listeners to email us similar questions. <laughs> it's, I think about it a lot, honestly. <laughs> Who else is what? Oh, there's an a, in the episode that we're watching. Not to spoil anything, but there is another character whose voice is surprising or does not seem to match their body, and we will talk about it. We will. <laughs> we 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 talk about the things that we say we're going to talk about. <laughs> the things that matter. <laughs> On that note, enjoy the episode. <laughs> Welcome to the Empire Diaries. We know the risk, but we have to podcast. I am Latoya Ferguson, one of your hosts. I'm Morgan Lubitsch. And I'm Jill Dayfield. And today we are talking about episodes 15 and 16 of season two of the Vampire Diaries, The Dinner Party and The House Guest. Why perhaps? <laughs> Jill, just uh, first reactions to these two episodes, please. Um, I have an opinion, you guys, and it's that flashbacks are not fun. <laughs> really that's your opinion that is my opinion um <laughs> i mean I, re- I liked the dinner party um when it was actually the dinner party and not everything else and then the house guest i was like okay let's well, we'll get through this and then the end happened and i was like okay yeah i like this one too <laughs> oh wow throughout the whole thing you're like let's get through this <laughs> Jill, whereas I uh, only took three notes during the house guest because I was the happiest I've ever been. (laughs) Catherine, the Vampire Diaries hearts flamethrowers, and Catherine does not care if Damon lives or dies. And those are the three notes, and that's it. (laughs) I think my thing is I'm just like, like, I get it with these characters now. I want Klaus to arrive or something just so there's like something else going on yeah they definitely build up that uh anticipation for klaus they build it up Mm -hmm. yeah you're you're ready you're ready to see the face (laughs) ready she's like come on let's do it um so i was excited to do these episodes the dinner party is one of my favorite uh, episodes of the vampire diaries i love it it's got everything i love it's got dinner parties in the vampire diaries it's got elijah it's got Andy Starr. Mm-hmm. It's got Elena stabbing herself in the gut, which is like like the biggest badass move ever. It's incredible. It has you're the Petrova doppelganger at the top in the previouslys. Fantastic. It just it really has everything, and it has it has me being confused about how John Gilbert came back to life, and I think like I always have that confusion, and now I've just been reminded. Oh yeah, he has a ring. Uh, should we talk about how we were done, Morgan? Oh, we were real stupid. All of us were like, uh, he said that Stefan killed him, but he wrote about it in his diary. So how killed was he? Like, is he a vampire? Wouldn't that be a big deal? (laughs) We were dunking on him for being a drama queen saying he got killed when clearly he didn't. And apparently Jill was the only one who noticed it was the ring and didn't say anything about it. Well, because then they brought it up later, too. And I was like, okay, that probably answered their question. (laughs) Meanwhile... We're still being stupid. 
God. My bad. Uh, but yeah, Dinner Party also has uh, Lexi flashbacks. I, I love a, a Lexi. I love a flashback on this show. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Jill, I, I do wonder if there will ever be a flashback episode you like. Uh, probably not. <laughs> but I would like to say we do also have a, a special guest with us who's been remaining uh, very politely silent instead of just talking. He speaks when spoken to. That which I love about him. Um, uh, friend of the show and uh, my current live-in boyfriend, Michael Chase. <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's a, it's a pleasure to turn for my third official episode, something like sixth uh, act appearance if we count being pulled in here to say something. But uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're on it. I wanted to be on uh, for these episodes. Some of my favorite bits uh, happen here. And I'm very excited to uh, talk about them and talk about the hot dummies of Mystic Falls. Mm-hmm. A lot of boy stuff in these episodes. Uh, oh, yeah. Michael, before we get Morgan's opinion on, on these, all these episodes, like from originally, what were your original feelings on these episodes the, when she forced you to watch them? Uh, this uh, uh, dinner party is probably my go-to pick for what my favorite episode is, uh, mm-hmm. or at least it was. It definitely has my favorite uh, scenes in it. Uh, having watched it with like Masquerade I, recently, you know, jumping around, I can acknowledge that probably Masquerade is probably a stronger episode minute to minute. But uh, mm-hmm. in terms of my favorite stuff ever, uh, we just watched a lot of it. So feeling <laughs> feeling good, feeling hyped. Yeah, I feel the same, I think, actually. Yeah, Masquerade is like a very strong episode from top to bottom. But like the dinner party, just like the, the stuff that like, hits, it hits harder than anything. It, it, it hits different, as uh, as some would say. Yeah, it, it fucking rules. <laughs> I, I, I believe I made it pretty clear how I feel about these. Mm-hmm. Um, I love these episodes. Um, I, I, I agree with Jill that the, the dinner party is kind of like a, a bit of a slow burn. Like it's a lot of setup for a lot of explosions. So I know we'd hyped it a lot, mm-hmm. but I think the end is like the second half really is hugely worth it. Uh, it's so good. And mm-hmm. I, I forgot how many uh, wonderful things happen in, uh, in the house guest. I, I really, it has, it ticks so many of my vampire diaries boxes, including Caroline singing. Uh, like the dinner party does a lot of table setting, kind of like a, a dinner party itself. It's like the difference between it and uh, Masquerade is that for Masquerade, it did all of its table setting in Plan B, the episode before it. And um, as for the house guest, I think I always forget how hard this episode hits because like I just think of Caroline singing. And I'm like, oh, this is probably like, a lightweight episode. And it's like, oh wait, no, Jonas like tries to do a massacre at the grill. Um, poor Luca gets all burned up. Flamethrower. Yeah. Um, Catherine's best Elena impression ever. Finally, and and Matt is stabbed in the neck with a bottle. But I was just like, he's a child. Fucking Doc Martin went off. He really did. He was just like, fuck morality. I'm gonna kill this child. Uh, Crazy. Teens want to die so bad. I'm gonna give it to him. Matt's like the one who doesn't, you guys. He's the one who wants to live. Uh, I, I, and, I, and I love him for it. So, shall we begin fully talking about these episodes? I would love to. Okay, uh, previously on The Vampire Diaries, you're the Petrova doppelganger. <laughs> and that's it. Oh, and she wants the D. I, I wrote like it with music notes in my notes. 
Hell yes. Uh, we open on some flashbacks just for just for Jill. Jonathan Gilbert's telling us about shit. Uh, he's at a dinner table with, uh, you know, Gonorrhea fell herself. <laughs> that that's snitching ass bitch. <laughs> that fucking bitch. Uh, and um, there's a disturbance outside. So it's post um, Willow Creek uh, Church massacre, mm-hmm. quote unquote massacre. And um, so it's Thomas fell, Honoria fell, and Jonathan Gilbert. Jonathan Gilbert, of course, is newly single um, since he put uh, Pearl in a tomb. Yeah, and they're just uh, chilling. Uh, in their ho- big houses that definitely don't have slaves. Oh, yeah, for sure. Never. Uh, and, but unfortunately, outside, there is a spooky little noise. And that noise is uh, Stefan Salvatore. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're all like, well, vampires don't exist anymore here. But Honoria is like, please go check. And, and uh, <laughs> Gilbert's like, this bitch. But he goes check and he's like, look at my compass. See, there are no vampires. And then it goes insane because there's vampires. <laughs> Yeah, and then he's like, then he says in his diary, I saw the vampire who killed me. I recognized him. It was Stefan Salvatore. And then we are um, very confused for the next two hours. (laughs) We make a lot of poor assumptions, and uh, I apologize. It happens to us sometimes. Sometimes we get things, sometimes we don't. Yeah. So then we uh, go to the Gilbert Lake house and Elena is making a shocked face like you do when you read about an old diary entry of your boyfriend uh, murdering your ancestor. Yeah, funny how uh, Stefan never brought that up. Yep. LOL. Uh, He forgot. He he forgot. Um, He writes in his vampire diaries and he forgot? Fair enough. (laughs) Uh, So they get a phone call from Damon. Uh, and Stefan and Damon start uh, chatting and Damon tells Stefan that there is some good news and it's that Tyler Lockwood ran away from home. <laughs> Jill disagrees. Very much so. Hard to disagree there. <laughs> Jill, do you ever think that uh, Damo and Tyler could be friends? I would love that. I don't think it's possible, but wow, I would love it. You would love it. it. Which would you prefer? Damo and Tyler as friends or Elena and Tyler's best friendship truly solidified on screen? Oh, Damo and Tyler for sure. <laughs> oh, wow. No contest. It is Elena and Tyler all the way. <laughs> <laughs> so the boys discuss their desire to kill Elijah uh, with the uh, dagger they've been given by John Gilbert uh, with no prank element. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Damon promises Stefan that for once he's going to be careful. Mm-hmm. Which who knows? <laughs> so, uh, so then we go to a Jenna and Elijah scene. What a kind of scene. And Jenna's uh, talking to Elijah about, you know, historical sites in Mystic Falls. And he seems very interested in like a group of Salem witches who came to Mystic Falls. It's always the Salem witches. He's also interested in saying that the founding fathers ain't shit. Mm-hmm. They didn't found shit, according to Elijah. That's what he said on the CW. Didn't found shit, Elijah said. Uh, they should be able to say shit on the CW. It would rule. So um, they are interrupted by Alaric. Cool, Alaric. Yeah, and Alaric uh, doesn't seem like super stoked that Jenna and Elijah are hanging out alone. Well, yeah, she introduces Alaric as her friend. Ouch. Yikes. 
Um, it sucks. I felt really bad for him. Uh, Jenna leaves to go to her car and Elijah and Alaric have like some quick asides and Elijah's like, oh, Alaric, you're on the list of uh, people I'm not supposed to kill. Um, <laughs> cool. Nice to meet you. And Alaric's like, so is Jenna. And he's like, yeah, I fucking know. Like I do my job. Uh, but Elijah's like, hey, don't be jealous. I don't really pursue younger women. And I thought that was very funny, but Alaric remains stone-faced, and he's like, I'm doing a bit. (laughs) Fuck off. And then they leave. Elijah tells Rick to lighten up, and Elijah telling anyone to lighten up is hilarious to me. When he's like the most fucking goth bitch on the planet. (laughs) (laughs) Elijah, my goth bitch. Uh, but truly a meeting of kings, um, Elijah and Alaric, kind of seems like boys rule. Any thoughts on this, Michael? I mean, uh, it's uh, look, does it appear that a couple of real alphas are going toe-to-toe? Uh, it's, I mean, that's certainly what it looks like. I, I hesitate to, to definitively claim as such, but uh, no, I, I, I think it might be what we're seeing here. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're establishing the alphas and it's, uh, it's good to see them. You know, we, we love to see our boys. Wow. Um, speaking of alphas, Jill, I know he's uh, no Tyler, but how are you feeling about Elijah at this point? Oh, I like him. Yes. <laughs> good. The moment that solidified it, I know we're not there yet, but was when he entered the Salvatore house and like threatened them. (laughs) (laughs) I like him. (laughs) He's so good. I'm thrilled. I'm happy. At least you like that. (laughs) Even if you don't like flashbacks. Yeah. Keep the flashback away. Eventually it's going to be like a pros and cons list of Vampire Diaries for Joe. It's going to be like all pros and one con flashbacks. Maybe also Jeremy, honestly. Yeah, I'm a to introduce a con, which is our next scene, is a Jeremy and Bonnie scene. See what we did there? <laughs> Woof. Jeremy, like, goes up and is like, what are you thinking about? And Bonnie's like, oh, last night. And Jeremy's like, yeah, me too, because of the kissing. And Bonnie's like, no, I'm thinking about doing magic. <laughs> um, which, absolutely, like, good for you, girl. Uh, Jeremy's like, why don't you come over tonight and we can uh, practice some magic? And Bonnie's like, okay. Like, she actually wants magic because girls don't like boys girls like magic and that's it <laughs> there's some magic at your house you can watch girls only want one thing and it's disgusting <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth uh so then uh luca comes over and is like hey why did you drug me <laughs> and they're like we're busy bye and they run away well jeremy's a little dick about this like just just don't be a dick. You did roofie this child and then dumped him in the bathroom. Yeah, Jeremy's aggro and like shoves him and is like, you have to back off. And I'm like, I'm sorry he's not thrilled you drugged him. Like, and also, Jeremy, he can do magic on you, you stupid idiot. Yeah. Oh, Luca. Uh, so then we go back over to the lake house. Elena's still reading the journal, but then she has a little scene with Stefan. They are, like, things are still kind of prickly after the events of last episode. Learning that she wanted the D. Mm-hmm. Stefan's like, I'm still pretty mad you want to die. And Elena's like, whatever. She calls it a difference of opinion, which is hilarious. And so it's like, no. So I know Jill was not feeling this at this point. She's like, she's bored with them. But I actually like this and uh, their argument because I think the boring thing is if like they're always just on solid ground 
and like there's never any pushback from Elena. Yeah, that that's boring to me. I agree. I really like that they're in conflict here, and I like that they're like to be honest, both a little right and a little wrong. Because mm-hmm. like, they, you know, Elena's refusing to let him have any say, but he's asking to control her. So, um, you know, it's uh, neither of them are being hugely fair. Mm-hmm. So then she brings up, you know, you killed Jonathan Gilbert. Uh, it's in the Vampire Diaries. And he's like, yeah, whoops. Um, I was mad about what he did to Catherine. And I didn't know. Oh, he says he he literally says I didn't know about Jonathan Gilbert's ring yet. Where were we? What? <laughs> That's it. I was like, they must pick up on it now. <laughs> Jill, I was drinking pink alcohol. Not I at was, this point you were. Oh, no, I was eating. I was eating. Yeah, uh, Morgan, we were both not drinking at this point. <laughs> Whoops. Well, I'm sorry. I was eating pasta, which is uh, a similar emotion to me at this point. So uh, Stefan is like, yeah, I went through a bit of a bad boy phase. I love that he says that he and Damon wanted revenge, even though the flashback doesn't suggest Damon wanted any of that at all. Nope. (laughs) Seems like it was more of a Stefan thing. So uh, then we do a flashback to the Salvatore boarding house in 1864 and Stefan is like, well, this is, um, no, this is just their, their plantation, their original Salvatore house. Yes. Uh, they are, uh, like Stefan's on one. He's drinking about the lady's blood. He has a woman compelled to play the piano and he's like, play faster, <laughs> like play a different song that sucks. The most like, epic thing you could do. Yeah. Play that one Miley song he likes. <laughs> So, uh, so Damon finds Stefan, um, you know, like sinning, um, <laughs> and he's here to disapprove. I called him a freaking dork. Jill was loving soft Damon. Yeah, I did. I liked that. He's a I think it's great. It's, a, it's fun that they switch. Yeah, I, I love it. And like Damon like does the right thing and compels these girls to like leave and forget everything they saw and like never think about this place again. And I was like, good. <laughs> uh, Stefan's like, I'm just having fun. And Damon says, staying alive is more fun. Like we have to be careful and clever like Catherine. And uh, yeah, Damon uh, Stephen says, look where that got her. And Damon says he's leaving town. So and then Stefan begs him, like, please don't leave. But uh, Damon's made up his mind, so. He's like, I don't want to get killed because of you. So just, like, stay here and do whatever you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sad. Eh. I think Damo's ready to do it, though. <laughs> I mean, it also is kind of very Damo. Remember, he deserted uh, the Civil War. So, of course, he would desert his brother instead of trying to get him into vamp rehab. <laughs> Makes sense. So then back in the modern day, um, Stefan's kind of like just saying like, I wasn't myself. I was full of guilt about what I did to my dad and my brother. Like I had to turn it off. Like the only way I could survive was turning off my humanity. And Elena says, it sounds like you were Damon. And Stefan says, I was worse. Dun, dun, dun. And you, you challenged that, but then I challenged your challenge. But obviously we need more uh, evidence to facilitate the answer something we should keep an eye on Um. (laughs) what i feel is not like i didn't get i don't get the impression that stefan was worse from this flashback as much as i get the impression that like no it sounds like damon was lame like you and it's like no he was so much lamer (laughs) (laughs) he was so soft and afraid (laughs) and it's like it's it's cool but that's that's more the direction that i think is like so revealing which explains why Catherine wanted nothing to do with Damon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Oh, that's so funny. God, I <laughs> love how much Catherine like hates Damon. It's so it's so funny. She hates him so much. Truly hysterical. So then we move on over to the Mystic Grill and Alara can crash Damon and Andy's date. Uh, they're disgustingly cute date. I love it. Hair's so cute and Alara hates it. <laughs> and it's uh, it's really fun. Like Damon's like, uh, you know, did you get anything out of Elijah? And he's like, no. But Jenna thinks he's charming. <laughs> I mean, he is. It's just a fact. Yeah, and they're all like, you sound jealous. And Alara's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> love to see it. I love. And he's like, maybe we shouldn't talk about this right now. And Damon's like, no, I've compelled Andy not to tell my secrets. And she's like, yep, my lips are sealed. And they like make out in front of Alaric. And Alaric does not like it. <laughs> And it's great. Alaric wants to puke. It's adorable. <laughs> the three of them together are very cute. And Damon kind of laments that he needs the right opportunity to kill Elijah. So Elijah and Jenna walk right in. And Damon's like, oh, Jenna's here with her new boyfriend. <laughs> a dick move. And then they have a little chat, like the five of them. And Andy comes up with a great idea to have a dinner party. Yay. She said the thing. And uh, Damon says he's happy to host. And how about we do it tonight? And somehow all these adults agree to go to a dinner that's tonight. Um, <laughs> I can't imagine agreeing to that. Well, now we can't go anywhere. So Truly, my introvert ass needs to be warned about plans in advance. It's like, well, there's no town event this week. So I guess we're going to a dinner party. Fair enough. They are used to a much more eventful life than I am. They just went to, to tea. They went to tea. Right, yeah, they just had a formal high tea. Last week's town event was a high tea. Great. They're definitely not running out of ideas. <laughs> this is what I've been saying. The barbecue, were, they never even showed the barbecue. <laughs> Barbecues are expensive. <laughs> so then we move on over to the tomb. Damon feeds Catherine some blood. And she, like, you know, starts to come to. And he says that she's almost pretty again. Which, dude, you're obsessed with her. Shut up. He can't pretend that he doesn't find her pretty. Because, again, he's in love with Elena. Like, shut up, you dweeb. Right? So he's like, hey, John Gilbert's back. And he told us how to kill an original. And Catherine's like, cool. So you want to know if he's lying because he's a liar? And Damon's like, yeah, absolutely. And Catherine is being cagey. But then uh, once Damon reveals that he has the like white oak ash and the dagger, Catherine kind of freaks out and is like, no, 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 no. If you kill Elijah, then his compulsion will stay forever on me. And I will like be trapped in this tomb for eternity. Damon's like, I don't know, sounds pretty shitty for you, but I don't give a fuck. Ah, <laughs> uh, Damo. Way to get pranked. Yeah. And um, Catherine's like, well, no, 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 I haven't told you anything. And Damon's like, you've told me everything I need to know. Uh, so Damon says, uh, it is possible to kill an original and I'll do it tonight. Guess who's coming to dinner? <laughs> Uh, it's so arch. It's so menacing. It's so fun. I love it. You guys, I love Catherine. She's uh, <laughs> she's good. Uh, Jill, uh, do, do you like Catherine? Do you think Catherine's good? I mean, good in what sense? <laughs> Damn. Character good, yes. <laughs> person, obviously not. She's a bad person. Yeah. <laughs> she's the worst person. Yeah, but other, like, if you're talking in general, yeah, she's fantastic. I love her. <laughs> 
Simmer back at the at the lake house, and Stefan and Elena are talking about his past. And Stefan essentially just says, like, I loved to slurp, Elena. I lived for slurping. He was slurping Civil War victims. That's what was happening. Which is pretty fucked up. It's, ins- it's insane. So yeah, we flash back to him, like, eating people who are, like, dying. We're, like, injured Civil War soldiers, which is really fucked. And then there's a hooded figure, uh, you know, wandering around. And we wonder, whoever could that be? And then Stefan tries to attack the hooded figure. And it's Lexi! Yay! Apparently, uh, Lexi was going by Alexia Branson back then, which sounds dope. I mean, it's just her name. I don't know why he acts like it's something special. Like, it's just her name. I like that that's what they called her. Uh, and she's like, yeah, she'd heard Mystic Falls was a good place for vampires, um, which it was. Yeah, she didn't hear about the massacre. Uh, he's like, so she uh, she came to stay with Seven for the night, you know, to wait out Dawn, which I love is kind of like an idea of like, this is only right in vampire culture. Like, if you come in touch with another vampire you're like yeah i mean obviously you'll stay with me until the you know while the sun's up uh i like that a lot it feels very near dark to me it rules it's definitely like i'm gonna say point for vampire culture as opposed to werewolf culture which is just like if we become friends for a day uh i'm gonna like kill a bunch of people in your honor yeah fuck that shit (laughs) even if i would not want you to kill a bunch of people in my honor yeah so, um, Lexi goes over to the Salvatore house and sees, like, the huge pile of corpses. He doesn't clean that shit at all. Stefan is, like, very embarrassed of the corpses, which is hilarious. And Lexi's like, ah, oh, fuck, you're a ripper. And Stefan uh, does not know that word. And she says that there are good parts of being a vampire and there are bad parts. You are the bad parts. But she says she will help him change that. Yeah, Jill, maybe put Ripper in your vampire diary. Ripper? Yes. Okay, noted. <laughs> everyone, everyone, gather your vampire diaries right now. <laughs> so then we have a scene that we all uh, clowned on a little bit, which is back to the lake house. Elena's like, Stefan, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, sorry. Like, talking about Lexi's kind of hard. It brings up stuff I'd rather forget. To which Elena says, like, Damon killing her? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's being honest. Have a little tact. She's like, fuck tact. I want the D. I'll do whatever I want. Yeah, like, Elena, yes, her murder is the thing he's trying not to think about. <laughs> then we have a another Salvatore boarding house scene, but this time with Andy and Jenna, which is a fun combo because they're buddies. It's nice, actually. It's a nice little detour. Yeah, Andy's like, hey, what's the deal with you and Alaric? Like, feels like things are weird. And she's like, I don't know. I really like him. And it's more than like, I want this to work, but he's hiding something from me. And John's saying weird shit to me. Like, (laughs) what the fuck? (laughs) And you can even tell that, like, Andy is aware of John and even she hates him. Yeah, she's like, ugh, John. Um... (laughs) But Andy gives good advice, which is trust is the key to any relationship. And I'm so grateful that Damon tells me that. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, well, let's watch being deeply grateful about your relationship with Damon, which is a little suspect, but okay. (laughs) Although, so I appreciate it for that. Just like the throwing in, Damon and I tell each other everything, which again, true. It's compelled, but it is true. Mm -hmm. But like, 
you would assume that like Andy exists only to like serve Damon. So you don't expect like this scene where this is clearly not like a compelled scene. It's like a scene, Andy and her friend Jenna, and like she cares about Jenna and what's going on. So they're discussing that. It has nothing to do with the Damon of it all, really, besides like that final line. Yeah, they allow her quite a bit of like agency and personhood within the structure of their uh, weird and sometimes coercive relationship, um, which is a good, uh, which is good for Damon. That is a uh, baby steps, as you were saying in the chat. Yeah. So then we have an Alaric and Damon scene. Alaric says, this is a bad idea. <laughs> says, There's no such thing as a bad idea. Just poorly executed, awesome ones. And they drink some brown liquor and Damon is wrong. But okay. I mean, when you're Damon and all you have is bad ideas, you have to like excuse them somehow. Mm-hmm. So Alaric is worried that like tonight's dinner party is going to put Jenna in danger, and Damon lies and says it won't. Yeah, he like Rick really wants him just to promise like no violence, and well, you know. So then, like, oh, like Andy and Damon are left alone, and the second Alaric leaves, like Damon's readying the dagger in the ash. <laughs> He's like, we've got to kill Elijah. And Andy's like, that's too bad. I like it. He's old school. Uh, classy. And um, David's like, yeah, so you're going to need to encourage the gentlemen um, to take their dinner drinks in here. And Andy's like, that's too sexist for me. <laughs> Which I do appreciate, but I don't appreciate Damon then telling her to stop talking. Yeah, it's so it's a thing because from what he compelled her originally, basically, it's like, you know, don't be afraid of me, blah, 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 and everything, and, like, being on my plans. Because, like, when he tells her to shut up, though, it's just him being an asshole, because it's not even him compelling her. It's just him being a dick. Yep. So then um, our uh, our favorite people arrive, Jenna and John Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one of our favorite people. Uh, David replies, John, surprise, leave, which I laughed at uh, very loudly. Uh, and John's like, yeah, when I heard there was a dinner party, I decided that I would invite myself because I'm the worst. He keeps inviting himself to things he is definitely not invited to. Truly, John, no one wants you around. Jill, uh, do you want John around? Absolutely not. I even said in the chat at some point, um, Elijah decapitate him. <laughs> However I put it, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want him here. Yeah, Michael, do you want John around? Uh, I, I like a character that everyone hates. <laughs> kind of fun to have a fun bag around. So are you saying that you are a fan of the character John Gilbert? Uh, no, I, I just, <laughs> I'm fine with the dynamic of, like, it, it would be one thing if, if everyone was like, he showed up and everyone was like, you know, I'm really starting to like him. But, like, <laughs> the fact that he shows up and everyone's like, oh, this fucking guy. Like, that that's fine. It's quite fun. Literally no one likes him. Not even the people who work with him. Truly. Speaking of things no one likes, uh, we uh, go to a Jeremy and Bonnie scene. He's letting those egg rolls get cold and I'm furious. There's a bunch of candles and um, Bonnie immediately sees all of them and is like, oh, you're trying to be on a date with me. <laughs> And he's like, no. What a dweeb. Uh, and Bonnie's like, hey, Jeremy, I like nothing else can happen with us before I talk to Elena and make sure that she's fine with it. And uh, Jeremy like bristles at that and is like, I didn't realize my sister gets to approve who I'm with. And Bonnie's like, ew, shut up. She's my best friend. Like, I have to talk to her about it. 
And he's like, fine, we'll eat and work on some spells. Um, and I'm sure our, uh, you know, electric sexual chemistry uh, won't uh, draw us to anything more. Mm. <laughs> Bonnie <laughs> liked the kiss. Wow. Yeah, Bo- Bonnie really screwed, like, laying down the law, like, look, this is not a date. Elaine is my best friend, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, but did you like the kiss? She's like, oh. You know I did. Like, like, come on! Like, if you want, like, not, not a good job of shutting down someone who clearly does not want to be shut down, and will clearly take that like window you left open. Oh yeah, if you give Jeremy Gilbert an inch, he's gonna take a mile. <laughs> I mean, just ask Vicky. R.I.P. It's a no for me. Despite again, as we discussed, Cat uh, Graham being the youngest member of the cast. She does not read like she pairs well with Stephen Armour Queen age-wise. Yep, don't like it, don't like it. And it's now, it, like, he's older than her, that's so weird to me. <laughs> right? It's so weird. So then Elijah arrives at the dinner party, and before he comes in, he's like, hey, if you're trying shit, don't try shit. <laughs> don't start nothing, won't be nothing, is basically what Elijah's saying. Oh, yeah, and David says, I would never try shit. And Elijah's like, okay, because uh, just because I have this deal with Elena doesn't mean I won't kill you and everyone in this house if you try shit. You clear? And David's like, yep. I'd like to think he wouldn't kill Andy. He seems to, like, grow a liking to Andy as the night progresses. Yeah, I hope he wouldn't kill Jenna, too. They've had nice conversations. (laughs) Let Jenna and Andy live and just, like, compel them to, like, not remember this, and we're fine. Yeah, that'd be very easy. So, um... Elijah, like, immediately enters the party and is, like, killing it. He's like, Jenna, you look beautiful. Like, let's hang. And I, I'm very happy. God, he's so charming. Yeah. Uh, the dinner party starts. Jenna starts teasing um, uh, Damon, uh, saying that the Salvators didn't find shit. Um, <laughs> to Elijah. Uh, the witches come up and Elijah's like, yeah, there's a bunch of anti-witch hysteria and uh, all of these witches were rounded up, tied to stakes and uh, burned, uh, which is pretty wild. Yeah, um, this witch massacre, unlike the one in Salem, uh, was actually legit. So that sucks. Yeah, but uh, Elijah seems uh, very interested in finding the location of this alleged massacre. Alleged? Is that, is that the word we're using now? <laughs> alleged? It is the words Damon uses in the scene. And so Elijah's like, oh, yeah, I mean, I'm just like a historian, so I want to know about it for that reason. And Damon's like, okay. And uh, they, you know, glare at each other. What is with this show, the CW in general, pretending that historians and history buffs are hot? (laughs) Maybe they are. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying on Legends of of Tomorrow, uh, Nick Zano plays a historian as well. Dang. Look, it's, it's like, blame Indiana Jones. Don't blame the CW. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, back at the lake house, Elena, uh, we watch Elena read some more. <laughs> this is a lot of Elena reading. And you know what? I like that because it's contrasted by the next episode where Catherine reads for two seconds, looks like she never reads, and then stops. They are very different. <laughs> they are not the same. <laughs> they are not the same. Uh, so uh, Elena realizes that Jonathan Gilbert uh, researched the originals. Uh, and the um, it ends up like the whole white oak ash and the dagger is legit, which is pretty cool. And she's like, whoa, does do you think that stuff actually exists? And Stefan's like, yeah, <laughs> it, I've seen it. So yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> now she is, has the right to be mad at him. <laughs> she is so mad. And um, 
Elena is like, well, pretty fucking stupid of you guys to have this thing, because according to this book, if anyone who's, like, not a human uses it, it will kill them. Whoops. Prank. John with the prank. John Gilbert is Prank Sinatra. <laughs> the, the Prank Sinatra of this episode is John Gilbert. Uh, but also, I just want to note that we know there are a lot of uh, vampires Empire Diaries and uh, Werewolf Chronicles, of course. Mm-hmm. But of the founding families, it seems like only Jonathan Gilbert's the one who like took a good diary. Like, wasn't Honoria Fell's diary nothing besides snitching ass bitching? Yeah, gossip. <laughs> the rest of the founding families, like their descendants, like they're fucked over. <laughs> So, um, over at the uh, Salvatore boarding house, we're moving on to drinks, uh, and tension builds, um, because Damon is not answering his phone. Scheming. <laughs> Very well could uh, accidentally kill himself tonight. As a prank! And uh, Stefan has to admit to Elena that, like, that's the plan, that they were gonna kill Elijah tonight, and she's like, are you fucking kidding? <laughs> which is hilarious so at the dinner party we are uh we're moving to get drinks andy is doing her job she's uh being a good hostess <laughs> and then alaric and jenna kind of have like a little moment she's like alaric's like are you okay and jenna's like yeah i'm fine and uh jenna leaves and then john and alaric have a little moment i want to see rick beat the shit out of john <laughs> I really do. Um, John is uh, being a little bitch. He's like, yeah, I mentioned to her that you haven't been honest about your dead wife. Dead wife. And Alaric like grabs John like he's gonna fight. And it was pretty cool. And John is a little bitch and is like, I want my ring back. He's such a bitch. And yet we're still like, ring? Okay, that's okay now here. But what about Jonathan Gilbert? How did he, how do you live? Yeah. Again, still us, absolutely, uh, no thoughts, head empty. So, finally, Alaric actually answers his phone, and um, it's Stefan, and it's Stefan explaining that Damon's about to die. Uh, it's Stefan, he's like, hi, Rick, it's Stefan from class and friendship. <laughs> oh, I would love that. Uh, so then uh, Damon and Elijah are talking, and Damon's like, seems like you need to know, like, where all these witches died. <laughs> and uh, Elijah's like, um, I'll tell you that I do need to know. Do you know where it is? And Damon says, maybe. Why is it so important? He's being coquettish. And Elijah just says, we're not that close. <laughs> uh, Elijah clowns on books. Um, <laughs> hilarious. Like, Elijah's like the old man mad at everybody for being on their phones too much, but he's like, books ruined culture. <laughs> that is definitely a take you don't hear a lot of. People used to remember things, which I uh, love. Yeah, these kids nowadays just on on their books all night. <laughs> no time to learn oral history of a culture when your <laughs> nose is buried in your book. Horrible. <laughs> Um, so Alaric uh, comes out and is like, we forgot about dessert. And um, he uh, passes a note to Damon that says the dagger will kill you if you use it. <laughs> the, 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 the penmanship on the note is very funny. Like, it looks like I wrote it, like trying very, very hard to make it legible, like being very conscious of bad handwriting. Rick and Damon's wordless argument before he, he writes the note is uh, iconic. I think about it often. <laughs> Yeah, they are uh, pouty little bitches. 
And I also think about a little twirl uh, Eliza gives Andy. I love everybody on the show. I love them all more than anything. Uh, especially so, Jeremy. Oh, yeah, especially Jeremy. So uh, Andy starts to interview Elijah a little bit using her uh, skills as a journalist. Again, as I put it in the chat, like, I love that she's legit trying to interview him. Yeah. And, like, I guess they're, like, they're trying to sell it like, oh, is this part of the plan? It's like, no. She's just trying to do her job. She Again, she's the first non-fell to get this job. She has to make it work. Yeah, she's got to do good. So uh, Damon talks some shit about John Kilburn. <laughs> Feel free to kill him. Uh, and Alaric goes to uh, look for uh, Andy's notebook. And uh, Elijah does a really hot threat. <laughs> <laughs> He says, I allow you to live solely to keep an eye on Elena. I allow Elena to remain in her house, living her life with her friends, as she does, as a courtesy. If you become a liability, I'll take her away from you, and you'll never see her again. And then uh, Alaric stabs the fuck out of him. And poor Andy doesn't get her interview. (laughs) So what did you think? (laughs) I love that part. It's so good. Jill, like, what was the, the point? Like, do you know the point exactly when you were like, okay, I'm in this episode? Basically when Elijah entered the house and started mm-hmm. threatening them. <laughs> oh, no. It was when we realized that uh, it was going to kill Damon. At that point, I was like, okay, I like that little <laughs> twist. This show and its twists. It's, it's a little twist, especially uh, in this season of television, honestly. Mm-hmm. So then Alaric's like, okay, let's get rid of this corpse before Jenna comes back with dessert, which is amazing. It's uh, very hot. And note that he takes the dagger out while he does that. I mean, yeah. which they had to, I mean, it was through the back of the chair, kind of had to. <laughs> you pull that chair away from the table. <laughs> back to Elena and Stefan. They are, again, arguing about uh, her agency and plans and secrets. But the ultimate point that they come to is that Stefan says, look, you are like, you're giving up right now. And that's bullshit. Like, you are giving up, and Lexi wouldn't let me give up, and that's what I'm trying to impart on you. I definitely think it's good that Elena, like, you know, makes a plan, like, the deal with Elijah, and she's like, fine, I I know I'm going to die. But, like, she's completely given up on trying to find an out for that the way everyone else is, and, like, that's the giving up part. Yeah, like, I imagine if she was like, hey, Elijah, I agree to die if we don't come up with any other good solutions. Yeah. Like, how about that? <laughs> but uh, that's not happening. What are you going to do? So then um, Stefan and Lexi are back in 1864 in the woods, surrounded by all the, the dying people. <laughs> and um, she's like, how do you feel? And he's like, oh, I don't feel shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Lexi's like, yeah, that's bad. You should feel stuff. Um, <laughs> you shut out the part of you that's human. And like, you have to want to feel again. And her kind of her big point is like, you will, it will hurt, but once you can hurt, you can love. And that's the whole point of life. Lexi was the best, you guys. I want to briefly talk about uh, Lexi here, who I think is great. And um, her take on humanity and turning your switch off versus on and the way this like skill of vampires. I think it's like a great metaphor for depression. And I think they'll use it um, particularly well at points in the future. But I just do think it is like the idea that like vampires have this ability to selectively numb Mm -hmm. and uh, choose not to care. And that uh, caring comes with uh, pros and cons. Uh, I really like it. I think the show is very smart. And what do you guys think? Uh, Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I was actually I wanted to talk about the depression on the show. 
like the moment where he is, he brings Lexi into his house and he just has the like you know all the bodies there and he feels all that shame. It's just like you know that depression where you like you your whole home is just disgusting. You can't clean. You can't do anything. There's a bunch of dead women piled up. I didn't want to say that because I don't want to you know allegedly there are a bunch of dead women in my apartment, but. Yeah, it just it really I really felt that which <laughs> the, the metaphor worked, I think. Oh yeah, um that hit home for me for sure. Uh you can uh take my piles of clothes um from uh, my you can pry them from my cold dead fingers. Uh those are my depression piles and I'll <laughs> I use them to cope. I mean, <laughs> don't ever look in my bedroom on the couch uh, where it's just piles upon piles of clothing. I, like some of them are folded, and the rest are not. I just kind of like dig through my clothing pile every day, and maybe one day it will go, but probably not. There is no safe space. Uh, I am recording this from my bedroom right now. Um, Michael, any thoughts? I mean, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what I'm authorized to disclose, so I'm very <laughs> quiet about it. <laughs> Love, there's not a pile. Jill? Um, I will say that I am a dumbass, and that metaphor went completely over my head. I, I mean, it's not that you're a dumbass, it's just that you're like, it's a flashback, I don't care, so you weren't really thinking about it. Yeah, I think it's more that. I was just like, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> but there's some, some good stuff, uh, some poignant things in the flashbacks, Jill. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think you'll like some of the present day stuff they do with the humanity switch later in the series. I believe you. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, so Stefan back in the present explains to Elena, like Lexi showed me there was another way. And from that day forward, I started fighting for my own survival. And that's what I want you to do. And I think they kind of like, they have a nice moment. Like I think, cause I think, I do think that's, that is a, uh, the best way he's, um, you know, expressed himself to her so far. It just took him a while. Stefan Salvatore, not always good at, um, you know, explaining how he feels or what he wants in a way that's palatable. <laughs> oh, Stefan. Buddy. So, uh, anyways, uh, back at our great dinner party, Alaric is very mad. He says, you said there wasn't going to be any violence. And of course he lied because he's Damo. Mm-hmm. Rick doesn't like that. Yeah, and Damo's like, well, you're the one who killed him. And Alaric's like, I took a fucking shot when I saw the opening, not because it was my plan. Um, And they're, you know, tossing the corpse in the cellar. And uh, Damon tries to leave, but Alaric grabs him and says, hey, I am your friend, damn it. And you don't have any friends, so no more lying. Dudes rock? Uh, uh, we're going to get into this later uh, in a history corner. Uh, but yeah, yes. <laughs> but I think dudes might rock. They might. They might. Uh, he says friend. He says the F word, finally. We've been saying it for a while, but like now Alaric has said it. Uh, Jill, do you care about Alaric and Damon being friends? They were my favorite part of this episode. Yes! Yes! <laughs> boys! Boys! <laughs> they fucking rule. They leave the corpse and they close the cellar. It's so funny. So then, like back in the lake house, Stefan's like, alright, guess Elijah's dead. Then Elena starts reading some more. Mm -hmm. And then Elena reads some more and is like, oh, wait, shit, you got to keep the dagger in or he will not stay dead. (laughs) (laughs) Then we see Damon running down the stairs and finding that Elijah is gone. And I laugh hysterically. (laughs) So funny. They're so stupid. And then Elijah goes to Doc Martin is like, you're going to find Elena right the fuck now. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. 
Whoops, whoops, whoops. So then uh, back in Jeremy and Bonnie land, um, Bonnie's doing a spell. She's talking about channeling. Jeremy's like, channel me, daddy. And she's like, okay. You said it again. (laughs) I'm sorry. This is a weird, uh, like, you know, I would expect that, like, Jeremy would be like, oh, maybe we should try channeling me. And then we'd, like, realize later that it's like, oh, it's dangerous to do this. Mm. But the way it happens is Jeremy's like, well, can you channel me? I'm just, like, full of goo. Could you, like, you know, just, if you just need some stuff, like, I got, like, that doesn't sound like a good thing to happen to you from the way they were discussing it. Yeah, I imagine, because he's just a normal boy. It would really hurt him to be channeled. Yeah, like it hurt Luca a lot. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy's dumb, but he is an element, I guess, as he says. Yeah, and I guess that she was trying to do a big spell at that time, and she's not really doing that now. But like, if you're going to start channeling Jeremy for like a little spell, eventually it's going to be for a big spell. She's always doing big spells, and she's having issues with spells now. So like, it's a dangerous path. Mm-hmm. She's like, you just need an element. The Jeremy's like, well, my bones and spinal cord are full of elements. Like, <laughs> channel those. Yeah, Jeremy, very hot to mention all of that. So in bursts Doc Martin, and um, he interrupts this these children, and on their date, he throws Jeremy against a wall with magic, which the chat went wild. We all liked that. It was really good. Jonas is, like, so mad. He's like, what did my son tell you? And she's like, I know about your daughter. I know Klaus has her, and I want to help you, but we all have to work together. And he is like, absolutely fucking not. And he grabs her face, and he takes her magic. Whoops. I feel like... I mean, we could talk about the next episode, but I figure, figure I'll talk about it now. Just because, obviously, we talk about Doc Martin uh, a lot because he's Doc Martin. Mm-hmm. I just want to say, uh, Randy Goodwin, who plays Doc Martin, is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of a poor man's Blair Underwood, but like he's still very good. I think he's very good, and that should be uh, shouted out. Uh, he attacks children a lot, and you know what? It's kind of their fault. So, besides Matt, it's their fault. Look, most of the children on this show are kind of fair game because they are, they're in the game, so to speak. Yeah, the game of vampire uh, love. (laughs) Yeah, in the words of Mike Roman Trout, they're in the game. (laughs) Yeah. Morgan and I, being in the game is a very important concept to (laughs) us. Uh, We talk about it in relation to Gossip Girl a lot. And uh, yes, in regards to the show. So Matt and Jenna are not in the game. They are not in the the game. They're the only characters who you would be like, leave them alone, they're not in the game. I was about to like make a joke about like, is there a way to mute you guys apparently i can mute you as control of the recording so i'm not going to do it but like, i was thinking wow, rude. i was thinking of doing it as a bit <laughs> you are going to want to mute me at other points in this podcast <laughs> and, there, and i know myself and i know there are times i deserve to be muted but i'm not sure if there will be the times you think i should be muted there are many times we also have been muted and i have to like edit out so Thank God. So uh, Bonnie's pretty upset and like, I don't know, Jeremy gives her a little cuddle and I look away. <laughs> uh, so Elijah shows up to the lake house and he grabs some rocks and it seems like he's going to pull the coin trick again. Oh, yes. Uh, from from coins to stones, the Elijah story. Oh, God. That's what I put in the chat. And they're like, yeah, we're the worst. <laughs> the chat went absolutely wild. <laughs> Uh, but I love it, and uh, and we love them. <laughs> so Elena is like, I gotta go talk to him. He can't enter the house. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> Stefan disagrees, but um, Elijah's like, hey, so I know I can't come in, but I'm pretty patient. I can wait you out. 
He throws one of the stones at the door and the door explodes. Yeah. Uh, so Elena tries to smooth things over and she's like, look, I agree that they shouldn't have done what they did. But Elijah's not having it. He's like, the deal's off. And she tries to renegotiate. And he's, he's like, you have absolutely nothing to negotiate with. Elena disagrees. She pulls out a knife. Oh, yes. Uh, the knife for, she used on Brady, which that, that knife that she's like by the door, by the way. I hope she cleaned that. Uh, she's like, look, I'd love to see you lure Klaus into Mystic Falls after the doppelganger bleeds to death. <laughs> so Elijah's like, absolutely not. Stefan would never let you die. And she's like, you're right. He'd feed me his blood to heal me. And then I'll kill myself and become a vampire just like Catherine. <laughs> so. Got him. Unless you want that to happen again, give me the exact same deal as before. And then he calls her bluff. It's so great. It's He's just like, look, the logic of that, sure, but you're not going to kill yourself. And he underestimates how much Elena wants to die. <laughs> and she fucking stabs herself in front of him and it rules. <laughs> He immediately, like, vamp speeds to the door and is like, fine, 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 you can have your deal, I don't give a shit, like, um, I'll heal you. And Elena yells, give me your word, which is the most metal thing in the universe. And he's like, fine, you, you have my word. Uh, Jill, talk about this now. Hmm. Absolutely fucking brilliant. What a moment. <laughs> I love her for that. Right? That was so good. <laughs> when this episode originally aired, I'm pretty sure I screamed when this happened because holy shit. Uh, yeah, it rules. And then uh, Elena, and then, and then what's great is this isn't the end. She fucking stabs Elijah. Yes, she has the dagger and she stabs him with it. And then uh, it shows that Damon is there. He got there first. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome and badass. And again, Elena Gilbert's a great protagonist, and anyone who hates her will fight you. Uh, Michael, would you like to talk about when you first saw this? Because I think you also went absolutely apeshit. So this might be my favorite scene in the series. <laughs> and oh, it, it's, got, it's got really everything. It is like, and this really, you know, the back half of the episode, from the moment you find out that like a vampire can't use the dagger, we get kind of a series of escalating reversals. Uh, kind of like we do in Masquerade, but here it's just, it builds to the best instance of someone threatening to harm themselves as a chess move that we ever get, because it all really tracks, it all makes sense. I, I love that, like, I love the Elena threads it, Elijah being like, I don't, like, you might do it, but I need to see it, <laughs> and like... And the fact that we really find, like, she's the first person to make Elijah lose his cool. Like, he actually freaks out over this. It's great. She completely wrecks him and then gets him to agree to her insane terms of, you can't hurt my friends even if they try to hurt you. And then it's not like she she gamed it out this far and then stabs him. It's like, it's a perfectly conceived and executed plan. This is a show of plans and agreements and betrayals, and we see it all. Uh, coalesce and people wanting to die and using their willingness <laughs> to die uh, against each other and it all comes together here absolutely perfectly it also comes in a situation where 
Damon, Stefan, Elijah, John, Gilbert, and Alaric are all kind of like deciding that they are in charge here. They're all like moving Elena around like a uh, piece on the board, keeping her safe, out of sight, not telling her the full truth about things, like thinking she's not, she can't handle this stuff. And she fucking schools all of them. Like she absolutely... She wins the episode and like anyone who was flagging on her character, like this is like a season's worth of goodwill alone for her character. Yeah. Uh, bar none. Like it just a, a fantastic moment. Uh, I, I really love it. It's everything the show is like trying to. And, and I think like you can, this is one of the moments that for the rest of the show, they will like try to recapture something this good, I think. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they get close and sometimes they do something similar, but this is kind of the purest instance to me of like a vampire diaries scheme and climax and that it even ends with damon being snarky so like you've got everything you're absolutely right kid thank you <laughs> i will say this episode would have been perfect if it didn't have flashbacks <laughs> yeah i know how you feel jill i i'm really worried for next season with my, my other favorite episode <laughs> i'm so worried it's such a good episode but you're gonna be like fuck flashbacks <laughs> the flashbacks are so good. No such thing. <laughs> I feel different. You, I think you like the aesthetic of them. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's. A, I'll give a spoiler. It's not an 1864 flashback. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it also introduces one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so excited! I, you didn't even have to tell me which one you were talking about. I was like, this is the one that Latoya like. It's so good. It is pretty good. Uh, so we move on to a Jenna and Alaric scene that makes me really, really fucking sad. She uh, just kind of levels with him and is like, what's the deal with Isabel? He avoids answering her question. Um, and ultimately, he's just like, I can't talk about it. And she's like, look, I keep thinking that it's me or that I'm reading into things. I feel like I should trust you because that's what our relationship's about. But John tells me you're not being honest. So... Are you being honest? Which to me um, just uh, made me so sad. That's such a vulnerable question to ask someone. Like all she's asking is like, I okay, I I will level with you and I will agree to you not being able to tell me like the details of the truth. But are you telling me essentially the truth? And he can't even say he is. And it's just like, she's like, cool, I guess that's the answer. And she like leaves crying. And it yeah. fucking, it sucks. Rick definitely went to the Stephen Salvatore School of Lying. Mm-hmm. And if that wasn't bad enough, then enter John Gilbert. And Matt Davis's reaction to John saying a single word is amazing. Uh, yeah, he's uh, not a fan. He's just like, fuck you, take your ring. I don't give a shit. Like, because after what you did to Damon... And he smirks, you're going to need it more than me, which is whoa, king shit. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> what a king. <Wow>. Jill. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, yeah. This was a great episode for him. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, we were just like, we, our chat is just us in all caps saying, fuck off, John. But <laughs> Again, love David Anders. John Gilbert's piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I I have to ask because I really don't even like him as like a fun character to hate. Do, is he going to be around for a while? <laughs> I don't know if we should say anything. I think you will be just fine, Jill. Okay. I, I want you to relax a little. I, I think the show 
knows exactly how much John Gilbert needs to be on the show. Okay. You, you can trust them. I, they're, I think they're not going to overuse him. He will be someone you don't like when you see him. But I, I, I don't think there's going to be like long stretches of time where you're like, oh, I can't even stand him. Like he's always going to be in a scene with someone you like antagonizing them in a way that's fun to watch. Okay. Yeah, because my I think a, a lot of my issue, well, not a lot of it, but one of my issues right now is just like we had enough of him last season. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So it's like, why bring him back? Like we we know. I mean, I like the actor, but like we know yeah. what John is. Um, he, he has a role to play, and he's gonna do some stuff. I I I find him. I think there are characters that the show is less skilled with than John. Oh, you will be begging for John Gilbert after some of these duds. Like, <laughs> oh, got so many duds, but also. Uh, John Gilbert is, I guess, a villain character. The show's not afraid to make a villain and doesn't make him fun. He's just a fucking loser. Yeah, which I, I like because this, since there are so many like people we love to hate on the show and people we love to love, even though we're supposed to hate, um, I, I like that John, it's just like, this guy sucks. Like, he's got reasons and sometimes you'll agree with what he did, but mostly he just sucks and uh, yeah. we all don't like him and you won't like him. He's one, of the, yeah. he's one of the only persistent like human villains and the way that you do that, I guess they, they said a lot is just like, well, they made him really annoying because like yeah. if he was like worse, they would just have to like kill him really easily. So he mm-hmm. he's good at, you know, riding the line of, you know, yeah. s- survival and being annoying. Yeah, and like I said, we, he sucks, but he's not a dud, which really does like rely on David Anders acting. Yeah. yeah. It feels like he's the kind of villain that like is just like poking your side where you're like, can you fucking stop? When there's like <laughs> a hand. <laughs> which makes him a perfect like middle of the seasons villain. Like he, I think, I, I would argue, I think they use him in this season even better than last season because he, he again, he's a perfect middleman. Yeah. Like that's, I think, the, his character at its best, uh, and that's what he is here. So I'll be interested to see how you feel about how he fits into this season as you start to see more of the shape of it. Okay. All right. And I'll, I'll be interested to see how you feel in future villains where you're like, I wish John was here. Oh, no, I'm scared of that. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. So anyways, Stefan and Damon uh, carry Elijah's corpse into their cellar. Uh, which is really fun. Damon searches Elijah's coat and finds a little moonstone bar of soap, <laughs> which I screamed. And Elena's like, cool. So we just keep the dagger in and he stays dead, right? And then she's like, peace. Elena um, warns, like, you guys, like, you know, you guys want to fight. Fine, I'll fight. But if we're going to do this, you can't keep anything from me anymore. From this moment on, we're doing it my way. Oh, yeah. And David says, that seems fair. And she looks at Stefan, and Stefan says, okay. <laughs> Which I think they very much earn from both of them uh, through her kicking ass. So Yeah. Yeah. And then um, Paul Wesley fucking ethers <laughs> Damo. Fuck, I yelled. Uh, like, David's like, wow, uh, what happened? How'd you get through to her? And he's like, yeah, I told, uh, told her a little story about when I was making the wrong decisions and someone showed me there was a better way. And David says, oh, Lexi? And Seven says, yeah, you remember her? And the look he gives him. <laughs> oh, so good. Holy shit. Yeah, I almost, like, fell off the couch. Uh, that scene rules. Like, because, like, they're, things are good with them now, and I, I prefer the show when they are 
in a friend mode and when things are mm-hmm. between them and they are not trying to kill each other and they are not at odds in their plans. But holy shit, does them being that way mean that Stefan has to be really fucking chill all the time, always? Uh, and it's, but it's good. He did not re- forget that his brother killed his best and like only friend. Mm-hmm. So uh, then we go back to 1864 and we have a quick uh, Damon and Lexi scene. Damon is leaving and uh, Lexi's like, oh, so you're the brother. And Damon says, yeah, we're at irreparable odds. Uh, and Lexi says, look, the hate that you're feeling, like, I know you think you have it under control, but you don't. And it's going to get the best of you. And Damon, very surprisingly, says, uh, tells Lexi to help Stefan because he needs it. And she says that she will. Uh, and he leaves. Yeah, but uh, she was right, and he did let the hate get the best of him. Yeah, it's great to see Lexi just be right about Damon, um, and that she was from minute one, even if he didn't get it. Yep. I think Lisa is very smart about how often they bring her back via flashback. Like, they could, there's a world where they could overuse it. They don't. I am happy every time I see her. <laughs> I, I really am. And sorry to Jill that... She appears in flashbacks and... Uh, <laughs> I know, that's such a bummer. Are you, like, relatively excited to see a flashback that has Lexi in it? Like, is that more exciting than a flashback without her in it? Yeah, because, I mean, you guys said it. She's such a great character and they have great chemistry. So it is fun seeing the interactions, but it's just like... Un- uh. <laughs> I, I, I Flashback walk was, like, my new favorite segment uh, in the podcast. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here, here is what I want to dig into more, Jill. Which is one of one of your favorite movies. I know is the uh, the Handmaiden, and that yeah. is a very flashback heavy film. Yeah, it's like very nonlinear. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's flashback heavy. <laughs> uh, uh, it's more. It switches perspectives. But yeah, but it goes. It, but it like goes through time and repeats events from different perspectives to show you those perspectives. Those kind of flashbacks, Jill. Uh, but like in a different sense. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just interested. It's it's more of a structural thing. But yeah, I mean, I that that's a good point. We'll we'll look for other stuff and we'll see if we can we can trick you up. But I bet we won't. No, I'm not trying to convince you to like something you don't. I'm just wondering what the difference is. So I appreciate knowing. <laughs> yeah, I'm also not trying to convince you to like something you don't. I kind of just want to see whatever happens. Uh-huh. Finally, speaking of things, I think we can all agree that we like. Damon walks into his room. And his very nice rain shower is going. And who is in it? He, he thinks it's Andy, but then, nope, it's Catherine, uh, as uh, the music cue also tells us. And speaking of little Miss Catherine. It fucking rules. She's like, I knew if I begged you not to kill Elijah, that's exactly what you'd do. When originally you die, their compulsion wears off, so I'm all good. (laughs) Write that in your vampire diary, Jill. Mm -hmm. (laughs) right. also noted. And David's like, and you're here? And Catherine's like, hell yeah, I am. Like, I didn't run. I meant what I said. I'm going to help you. And then she's naked and she's like, how about that robe? And I'm like, queen, I love you. (laughs) Queen, I love you. Yeah, it's a good moment. Uh, I believe I also screamed at that moment when I originally saw it. Yeah. 
the airborne toxic event so their song happiness is overrated plays over the scene and like the first line is speaking of little miss Catherine, i'm like perfect song <laughs> perfect 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 um i did write in the chat and i stand by this um a hundred percent if i had been trapped in the tomb in mystic falls the first place i would go afterwards is damon salvatore's rain shower it seems really nice well, yeah, because weren't we clowning on Stefan for not taking a shower after he was released from the tomb? Uh, yes. <laughs> and he immediately got into Elena's bed, which is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> He's covered in crypt. <laughs> <laughs> and it's wrong. Catherine had the right idea. Again, Stefan and Elena, shower sex exists. In a shower you share with Jeremy? <laughs> oh, God. Jeremy just trying to pee while they have sex in the shower. <laughs> Yes. Use the downstairs bathroom, Jeremy. <laughs> so that was the dinner party, you guys. Woo! Yay! Yeah! The dinner party! Woo! It rolls. This is like the hard home of Vampire Diaries to me, in that I don't really. I didn't really remember anything about the first half of the episode, and then the last half is my favorite thing the show ever does. I mean, I think season three might be the, like the boy season, really. There's a lot, yeah. Season three, dudes are rocking pretty hard throughout. So, you know, right now I'm coming on during my favorite episodes, and as we progress, I will come on during some of my least favorite episodes. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the house guest opens with uh, Elena hanging out with Stefan. They're in his bedroom. Uh, she wants to go to school. Stefan, of course, doesn't want to go to school because he hates school. Yeah. Um, which, to be fair, he is, a hun- he is over 100 years old and going to high school. I can't imagine it's fun. I mean, he started going to school basically to get close to Elena. They're close now. He doesn't need to go to school anymore. Also, he's probably funking out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But they're, like, macking on each other and being cute. And they, like, fall into bed and it's very adorable. Then, downstairs, seemingly another Elena is putting on her coat and getting ready to leave. (laughs) Whoops. She's like, bye, Damon, going to school. Damon immediately shoves her against a wall and is like, what the fuck? I told you to leave. He's like, go away, Catherine. And Elena's like, Catherine, Catherine's in the tomb. What the fuck? Wait, like, isn't she in the tomb? And then Damon's like, oh, fuck, and, like, let's go of her throat. And then Stefan, you know, having heard the commotion, uh, comes downstairs and is like, what the fuck? And uh, Elena, in quotes, says, I don't know. You tell me. Is Catherine in the tomb or not? And then Stefan runs upstairs, pushes the upstairs Elena against the wall of her throat <laughs> and scares the shit out of her. And she's like, you're hurting me. And he's screaming at her. And then um, downstairs Elena, which we now realize is Catherine, uh, <laughs> zoomed, zooped on upstairs and says, it's getting really easy being you. <laughs> Impeccable. My wife. <laughs> so fucking good. Jill, who did you think was the real Elena? I had no fucking idea at that point. (laughs) (laughs) That was definitely Catherine's best Elena impression yet. She is getting better at it. It's true. It's like not just pretending to be genuine. Like she's like nailing the genuine thing. It's really good. Uh, I love it so much. So Elena's like, what the fuck is this bitch doing? (laughs) And Damon's like, well, you know, he killed Elijah and it lifted the compulsion. Um, And uh, Catherine says, yeah, he's an original. They have all sorts of special skills. (laughs) Uh, 
Elena wants her to get the fuck out of there, but Catherine's like, you guys all need me, so I'm staying right where I am. Mm-hmm. And she's like, we all want the same thing. We want Klaus dead. So um, we have a selective alliance on our hands. Oh yeah. And uh, and I love it. <laughs> also, Catherine just uh, wants to go hang out with Aunt Jenna, which honestly, same. I mean, absolutely, but... Um, Catherine, get Jenna's name out of your mouth. <laughs> People in the Vampire Diaries universe are always like taking cross country, like carpooling trips with people they absolutely despise because it's like, I can't stand you. Like, well, we both want the same thing. We're both going to the suspense, <laughs> which is all just to say that, like, you know, I, you try to kill me a million times. Shame on you. We happen to want the same thing for 10 minutes. Well, nothing to do but trust you. Nothing to do but swallow it and be your, like, traveling companion in close quarters. Love it. That's the kind of morality that I love. Because they're in the game. God, I hate you. <laughs> so over at Mystic Falls High School, Matt is putting up posters because the grill is turning into the bronze for a night. And there is a band there. Because the grill apparently is, like, not making money, which... How? Someone is embezzling at the grill. Next bartender. (laughs) (laughs) So um, Caroline and Matt have a little scene and they're being cute. Jill probably hated it because it's not Tyler. Mm -hmm. They talk about (laughs) Tyler. They did. They did. Jill, he'll be back. It's not to comfort you, of course. He will be back. He will be back. (laughs) You cannot wait for that moment. I can't wait. <laughs> so uh, Caroline's kind of pumping Matt for information on what Tyler said. And he's like, yeah, he just said goodbye. Like, why do you want to know? And uh, is he, she's, like, she's like, is there something you want to tell me? And Caroline says, yeah, I I mean, no, I. Uh, it's just not easy. And Matt is like, what the fuck? Since when am I the one here with emotional intelligence? <laughs> Caroline, leave this boy alone. If you won't just talk to him like a normal person. Yeah. And so he's like, look, you know how I feel. So it's your move. Make a decision or leave me alone. And he walks away from her. And that is, that's pretty fair. It's not really an ultimatum. It's just, it's just the truth. Yeah. So uh, then we have an Elaine and, Elaine and Stefan are in the parking lot. They're getting out of Stefan's very cool car, uh, which he is now driving to school. Yeah. Uh, that was the moment where I'm like, everyone in school must fucking hate Stefan. <laughs> They must all, like, everyone must hate him, right? I mean, I assume, yes. <laughs> um, but uh, Elena is annoyed. She doesn't want Catherine around. She's like, she's just going to worm her way back into you and Damon's lives, and I don't like that. And Seven's like, well, neither do I, but shouldn't we figure out, like, she's staying. That's a That's a big deal, so shouldn't we figure out why? I mean, Catherine keeps saying why. She keeps giving them the answers, and they're like, you're lying, but, like, she's kind of telling the truth. Yep. So Stefan's like, whatever. Like, I hate it too, but we don't know anything about Klaus and she does. So why don't we listen? Uh, Elena is like, fine, whatever. I just don't like her staying at your house. And he's like, fine. Then how would I stay at your house tonight? And she's like, I can't. I'm having a girl's night. Yep. Like no sex weekend this time. They just had a sex weekend. Like, well, they had no sex because they were arguing the entire time. Look, it is not um, like Elena's calendar's fault that their sex weekend became a fight weekend. (laughs) She has to schedule her life accordingly. (laughs) So back in the uh, Salvatore cellar, uh, Damon is fucking burning Elijah's body with a flamethrower. I truly forgot how much the show loved a flamethrower until this rewatch. They do, and it's so wild. 
It's, it's, a, it's a choice. It's simply a choice. It's great. Uh, Catherine's like, okay, well, this isn't going to work. Uh, like, you can't get the dagger back. Like, so, you know, they can't kill Klaus with the dagger they killed Elijah with unless they want Elijah to come back to life. And Damon's like, you sure seem to know a lot about originals. And she's like, yeah, I ran from one for 500 years. She uh, did her research. Unlike the Salvatore boys who have never done research a day in their lives. Yeah. So uh, Damon's like, hey, why are you here? And Catherine says, because you haven't forcibly removed me. Hot. Uh, very hot. He points a flamethrower at her and she's like, sure, go for it. <laughs> and she's like, look, I want Klaus dead. If I wasn't being honest about being help- about helping, I probably would have left. But we want the same thing. And you know that I always get what I want. <laughs> and then uh, she reveals that, of course, she knew Damon would die if he used the dagger. She just didn't care. It's so mean. And I love it. And... In theory, we're supposed to feel bad for Damo because uh, Catherine keeps dunking on on him like this. But it's again, it's hilarious. It's really funny. Jill, do you feel bad for Damo every time Catherine dunks on him? Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> Aw, at least someone feels bad for him. I feel bad for him, but also I'm like, I love this dynamic. I think maybe originally I felt bad for him, but like now since I've watched it a bunch, I can just like laugh because it's pretty funny. I think. Definitely in this rewatch, I'm focusing more on just how dumb Damon is and how much uh, Catherine clowns on him. Yeah, it's real fun. <laughs> I, I uh, Jill, the first time I watched it, I was also very much in your camp where I was like, Catherine's such a bitch being, being mean to my poor, beautiful Damo. Uh, but now I'm very much the other way around. I don't know if I, I thought all that, though, because uh, Catherine was still the best. I, I still acknowledge that, even though I felt bad for Damon. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for Damon, but I recognize that Catherine is um, incredible, so <laughs> she can do what she wants. <laughs> How are you also, uh, Jill, feeling about Nina Dobrev's performance as both Catherine and Elena? I just can't get over how much fun she probably had doing it. <laughs> That's probably such a treat for her. Right? Just getting your hair that curly. Again, one day, I'll be there. You won't, Morgan. You won't. Yeah, I know. Um, you quibby starlet. <laughs> I am a quibby star. Uh, so then back at high school, uh, Jeremy and Bonnie talk. You know, I don't know. Stefan's there, too. They talk about Catherine. Well, it's 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 Stefan and Bonnie talking, and Jeremy is there, too. I don't like it. Uh, they're like, yeah, it's fucked that Bonnie's powers are gone. Um, we want to get the Martins on our side, but we like have to figure out a way for everything to work now that Elijah's gone. And Bonnie says, well, they fucking hate us, so that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> and Stefan says, look, we either win them over or someone's going to end up dead. So can you convince them to like sit down with us? And she's like, I'll try. Yet again, Damon ruins, like, uh, things for everyone, really. Ruins a tentative piece. So then Stefan leaves, and Bonnie and Jeremy are alone together, and Jeremy tries to kiss her, and she is not having it. And I laugh so hard. Uh, it's really funny, and he's, and he's like, come on, Elena isn't anywhere in sight. And she's like, fucking fine, and they kiss, and I leave. Yeah, you were like in the chat, like, but other people are there. I'm like, other people have eyes and have to see this. Other people would know, like, oh my god, Elena's best friend is kissing Elena's brother. And since we all hate uh, Elena because she's dating that asshole Stefan with a stupid car, we should all talk about it. Yeah, like, someone could have told her. Yeah, anyways. Yeah, every character in this show, if you went to this high school, you would hate all of them. <laughs> I don't know if we... Well, people... 
I feel hate Caroline, not because she's friends with them, but because she's type A vice president who like takes over everything. Yeah, but then if you were in a group project with her, I feel like you'd love her. So it's kind of like she'd do all the work. <laughs> Should we rank the likability of all of these characters to their, their classmates? Yes. Uh, Bonnie's the most likable. Like Bonnie's the one everyone likes. Yeah, Bonnie's chill. She's not like... She's not ruffling any high school feathers. This is, this is a Bonnie to Stefan scale, I guess. We're <laughs> Tyler might beat Stefan in being hated. Yeah, definitely. Everyone must love Matt. He's nice. Yeah, Matt is after Bonnie. Yeah. Um, Caroline. Caroline. Mm-hmm. Elena. Elena, Jeremy. <laughs> Stefan, and then, Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> But, but again, well, Tyler's gone now, so Stefan's actually at the bottom. Uh, so then over in Alaric's classroom, we uh, have a conversation with Alaric and Elena where he kind of like levels with her and is like, look, everything's really fucked up with me and Jenna. She knows that I'm lying. Uh, Elena says John's going to end up dead on the kitchen floor if he's not careful, which uh, promises, promises. Alaric says, look, I gave back the ring. Jenna keeps asking about Isabel. And there's only so much longer she can stay in the dark. And Elena's like, so you want to tell her the truth? And he's like, I'm saying I can't be with her and not tell her because it's not fair. And it's not the kind of relationship that I want. And he says, like, I'm sorry to put this on you, but I feel like it's your decision to make. So whatever you decide to do, I'll respect it. I want to be honest with her. But, like, you know, I'll let you make the choice. And uh, until we do, Jenna and I are done. Uh, which I think is a really mature and classy move on his part. It is, and uh, maybe Caroline should talk to him to get some notes, honestly. Uh, she absolutely should, but also she is, you know, just a teenager. She Well, that's why she needs to go to an adult who hangs out with him all the time for notes. Yeah. So then we go to the grill, and we have our meeting with the Martins. Uh, Stefan is like, look, so Elijah's dead. They try to leave immediately. And he's like, wait. I mean... I understand why they don't want to make a deal with the Salvatores, because the Salvatores are idiots. They are uh, stupid. The two of them do share one brain cell, but what are you going to do? Bonnie's like, look, we know Klaus has your daughter. I'm sorry about the way I had to get that information. You mean roofing his son? Because we can all work together to get her back. And, and Luca's like, how? And Stephanie's like, look, you guys had a plan with Elijah. Let's help you carry it out. Like, I'll give you my word that you can trust us. Uh, that's where I said that Stefan's word means nothing, unlike Elijah's. And, okay, so obviously we clown on Stefan and Damon because we love them. But, like, Stefan and Damon combined do not equal one Elijah. They just don't. They truly don't. It's like, ah, uh, yes, the word of the guy that, like, destroyed my last plan. That's what I want. Like, what the fuck? Fool. <laughs> so then we have a Damon and Catherine scene. <laughs> we're we're going through old books and journals, and um, Catherine is bothering Damon, <laughs> uh, and it's really cute. Damon's like, "Can you tell me where a bunch of witches were massacred?" And Catherine's like, "No." And Damon's like, "Then you can't help." And she tries to grab a book, and she <laughs> he like slaps her hand. <laughs> Um, and then there's pushing against things and it's very hot. And Catherine says, look, if it's any consolation, I'm glad you're not dead. <laughs> she's just a little stinker. Truly the nicest thing she's said to him in a season. <laughs> uh, Catherine's like, yeah, Emily Bennett told me about the massacre. It was a big deal in witch folklore. And Damon's like, well, Elijah wants to know where it is. And I don't know why. So Stephanie comes in and Damon's like, okay, what did 
they say. And Stefan is just annoyed to see Catherine. (laughs) Isn't she gone or dead? And Catherine's like, what the fuck? I'm here to help. Catherine, like the most useful like tool you guys currently have, honestly. Bonnie has no powers. You have no werewolf anyway. Like not that he was really helping you. Like Catherine is literally your only useful tool. Mm-hmm. And so um, basically Stefan explains like Elijah didn't have a weapon to kill Klaus, but he believed that if a witch could channel enough power, like the power at the site of like a bunch of dead witches, they wouldn't need a weapon. I mean, or you could just channel um, Jeremy because, you know, he's an element. Yeah. He's like 90% element. <laughs> <laughs> so then um, over at the Martin house, we have the beginnings of a plan. So I guess Luca thought maybe they would make the deal with the Salvatores, but uh, Doc Martin's like, no, um, we're getting Elijah back because that's the way we beat Klaus, not these idiots. Which uh, honestly sound logic there. I mean, yeah, it does not end well, obviously, but he was right. <laughs> he's not, yeah, he's not wrong. Um, so then over at the Gilberts, uh, Elena, Bonnie, and Caroline are having their sleepover. Uh, we have a beat of, like, Caroline having trouble looking at her tablet because uh, there's a picture of her and Matt on it. Um, uh, Morgan, her tablet from AT&T. Yeah, her AT&T tablet. God, I wish I had me one of those. <laughs> I could surf the web on it. <laughs> could bing anything you want. Ugh, God, the things I'd bing on that. <laughs> so they're kind of talking um, about, one, what to get for dinner, two, what to watch as a movie, and three if they can trust Doc Martin or not with their uh, magical bargain. Um, yeah, again, on the AT&T tablet, they're looking up where to eat as though there's not one restaurant in this town. Yeah, come on. Uh, Caroline wants to watch The Notebook and uh, Elena clowns on her for having seen it a thousand times. And you you said that Caroline needs to get better taste in movies. Like someone show Caroline Forbes down with love. She'd love it. Um, so <laughs> best movie ever made. So Jenna comes in and notices the girls' night, and uh, they're like, how are you doing? We heard about your fight with Rick. And Elena's like, he feels really bad about it. The mall just completely on Rick's side. <laughs> He's in the game. They're in the game. You know? Look, they're in the game. He's like, look, I, uh, I hate when, <laughs> like, my history teacher told me that he feels really bad about his fight with my aunt. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. And uh, Jenna's like, are you trying to cheer me up? And Elena's like, no, no, no. We're just girls. We're hanging out. We're having a girls' night. If you want to participate, you can. And Caroline jokes that she is, you know, terrible with relationships. And uh, there's some solidarity there with Jenna. And Jenna decides to join, which is nice. It is nice. But Jenna should be wondering why these teens know more about her relationship than she does. Yeah. And uh, Caroline suggests that what they all really need is some dancing. Because there's a band at the grill. Oh, uh, yeah, there's a a band. I don't know why I'd be dancing to that band, but there is a band. Yeah, we're going to the bronze. Doc Martin and Luca uh, start to do a spell, and that spell is, like, kind of astral projecting Luca into the Salvatore house, but he very much has a physical form. He's just invisible. Yeah, it's definitely the most, quote-unquote, fake magic the show does. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, astral projecting, the whole point is that you're not corporeal but uh here it is counterpoint uh this rules i love that it doesn't really explain it and just kind of lets you intuit the rules and lets them be kind of internally consistent uh as long as they let cool shit happen which they certainly do i mean it definitely rules but it's also just like this is 
not usually how astral projection goes ever. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense with what uh, the general person knows of magic. <laughs> uh, but he's like, all right, Elaine and David are reading. And they're like, cool. If Elijah's there, you're going to sense him. So just stay focused. <laughs> David and Catherine are um, being goofs. Yeah, uh, Catherine's trying to read a book. It's not working well for her. She's very bored. And um, Catherine starts reading aloud. And um, Damon's like, fuck off. (laughs) Uh, Catherine says that she's hungry. And she goes downstairs to get herself some blood. Luca is there because, you know, that's where the cellar is. And she can kind of, like, sense him, but she can't see him. Because she's a better vampire than the Salvatore's combined as well. Stefan comes in. And he and Damon have this, like, loud conversation about, oh, we can't find anything, that's too bad. But he is showing him the journal. And Stefan's like, got it, wink. Because clearly Damon's found something. I really like when they do scenes that take into account that vampires can uh, hear super uh, good. And it's a cool detail to have to keep in mind for yourself. Yeah. So then um, Luca tries to take the dagger out of Elijah's body. Uh, Catherine sees the dagger like slowly rising. This is great. Like the the great stuff. So she has to run over and like hold it down. And Luca's like, what the fuck? Elena is fighting me and she is stronger than me. (laughs) (laughs) And Doc Martin realizes that's Catherine. So he tells Luca to kill her. And so Luca runs around, you know, looking for a steak. He breaks a wooden chair, which for, for like, Catherine, she's just fighting a, like, dagger that is rising slowly. And then a chair explodes next to her. <laughs> um, understandably shocked. Yeah, this is definitely some hard acting for Nina Dobrev and she kills it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she rolls. She screams for help uh, from Damon. Luca stabs her in the stomach. And uh, they it, they take the stake out and they see that like the dagger is moving again. So Damon takes the flamethrower and shoots flames at Elijah's body and the surrounding area, which includes Luca. This poor kid. He fucking got it rough from these people. Yeah. So then like Doc Martin is just sitting across from his son who just suddenly bursts into flames. And it's absolutely wild. Jill, did you freak out? I did not freak out. (laughs) I was just, I mean, I don't really care about Luca. (laughs) As bad as that sounds. So I was just kind of like, okay. I mean, the fun part was just seeing the dagger move and their reaction to it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't even think, I don't think Luca's a character I really care too much about either, but I feel very bad for him. Because they're working with Elijah, and like even before you know why they're working with Elijah, it's like nothing suggests to me that the Martins are bad people, but they are quote unquote at odds with our heroes. So all these bad things keep happening to them because of that. Even though, like, I wouldn't say they're villains at all. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, they just want like the daughter back, like which is like they're doing anything to protect their family, which is exactly what our gang does. Which would be, it'd be cool if they, like, if we allowed them to have a little bit more depth, but they kind of don't get to. Mm-hmm. Which, like, you know, whatever. It uh, gives us, you know, I, I wouldn't trade more time with them for, like, less time with Caroline. So, yeah. you know. But maybe we should uh, just, like, uh, put this in our back pocket when we discuss race in Vampire Diaries again. Because we- it will happen again. Absolutely should. <laughs> and I just want to piggyback off that by saying it's very funny when he uh, explodes. Uh, no, it's, <laughs> it's 
It's not, but it's 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 Michael, funny for how no, you, you did think it, it was is, funny and you yeah, love it. It's so absurd that like no, it, it's great because it's like don't worry, son, just listen to me, ever they'll be okay. Like it, he it, he explodes in flames and burns to death. It, it goes so badly, and it's also funny that like I, I think it's very funny that like the one character who uh, would morally do this or could morally live with doing this is Damon. But he, and so they have him do it, but he's just like, he's not aware that's what he's doing. He just like accidentally burnt this kid to death because he was like freaking out. And, it, and it's like, it's so funny that they engineered a situation where Damon burnt a child to death. And <laughs> just not really his fault. <laughs> it, it is crazy. And it is insane that the, like Doc Martin did this like he was like hey son go into this vampire's home where you will have a corporeal form you'll just be invisible and uh do something that directly opposes their best interests if they catch you they will try to kill you but i'm (laughs) sure that won't happen but like but to counter it again it's also like so reasonable of him not to expect a flamethrower to be in the house <laughs> that's really like the one thing he he didn't anticipate but also Luca, he's like wait for Catherine to leave and then take the dagger yeah out. what the gone. fuck yeah i mean he's a dumb kid but also yeah he was just doing what his dad told him to do because you even get the impression like when he first um you know pr- pretends like to disappear the moonstone or whatever like, he did it, like, for his dad. Like, now he's like, okay, I, I don't want to do anymore. Yeah. His dad's like, we got to do more stuff. And uh, his dad's need to do more stuff uh, led to this. Yeah. So Stefan walks into the cellar and finds his brother uh, using a flamethrower. <laughs> and he's understandably confused. He says, what are you doing? And Damon yells, some kind of crazy-ass psychic witch attack. Get over there and do something about it. It's a, it's a very once upon a time in Hollywood sort of thing of like, bet you thought it was ridiculous of me to have this flamethrower in the house. Guess we need it after all, huh? Quentin Tarantino stole from the Vampire Diaries. He steals from the best. <laughs> uh, if, if it came out that Tarantino loved the Vampire Diaries, I would maybe, I, I would maybe uh, cancel him less in my daily life. It would remind me of the early 2000s where he's just like, I'm going to like appear in Alias and direct an episode of like ER and CSI. And that's like, that's the kind of same energy. So I hope he does love the Vampire Diaries. <laughs> I, I hope for his sake. So, uh, you know, uh, Jonas's son burns to death right before his very eyes and he weeps over his corpse. Yeah, and, then he, he, and then he calls, he causes a big scene about it. <laughs> <laughs> What is that? Uh, so the ladies arrive at the grill. Alaric is there, and Jenna immediately is like, "Cool, I need to drink alcohol now." Love her. Uh, Caroline also immediately runs into Matt, and she says hi, and he does not say hi back. He told her what the deal was, and Bonnie says, "Oh, things just got real awkward." <laughs> and I'm like, you have no right to judge your dating Jeremy. But also her saying that is one of the reasons why everyone at the school likes Bonnie. Yeah. So Laura tries to talk to Jenna and she tells him that she has traded him for Senior Tequila. And Alaric's like, well, Senior Tequila is not going to be treating you very well. And she says, well, the two of you have a lot in common. A fucking burn and a half. Jesus. Eat shit, Alaric. 
So Mark's like, look, I, I hate that you're this upset with me. It sucks. And she's like, well, it's your fault. Like, whatever you think I can't handle, you're wrong. Because, like, last year I was a grad student who smoked a lot of pot and couldn't keep a goldfish alive. And now I'm a parent. So I can handle anything. <laughs> I feel very uncomfortable that now Jenna is my point of view character. That's, that's growth, baby. When I watched this, I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like Caroline and Elena. And now I'm like, yeah, I am uh, someone in her mid-twenties who, like, smokes a fair amount of weed and uh, shouldn't be in charge of teenagers. I feel like the character I'm most like hasn't been introduced yet, so I can't say anything. Fair enough. Anyways, it's just shocking. I am uh, dealing with it in this rewatch a lot. Yeah. Uh, Michael, what Vampire Diaries character do you think you're the most like? Uh, Alaric. Uh, How dare you? Uh, you wish. Like, all the cool parts of, like, Alaric and Damon and Elijah combined. <laughs> and, like, definitely, like, none of the uncool or not sexy parts. And then... Uh, and, uh, Jeremy's cool sketching power. Uh, but not him being a lame little bitch. Uh, and then, uh, I'm cool. I can do magic. Uh, I can sing like Caroline. And, I, yeah, sing us a little something. Oh, no, I don't have to prove myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sing a little something? Only in a very uh, dramatic uh, moment. I can't really, you know, just toss it out here. Uh, and, um, yeah, that's basically uh, it. I'm also the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, Michael, I didn't know you were a Kristen Wiig character. <laughs> we can do it all. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty shocking. Uh, Jill? I don't relate to any of them yet. <laughs> <laughs> wow i don't know do you, are you guys like oh yeah that character reminds me of jill because i don't see <laughs> it in any of them huh i get, i feel like you were a real anna actually oh yeah okay i could be anna yeah i like anna for you yeah i think that's fair in the 1864 flashbacks i'm like abraham lincoln off screen <laughs> <laughs> michael you're a real giuseppe <laughs> I mean, again, yes. <laughs> I have to go. Yeah. Um, so, uh, meanwhile, uh, the teens have a discussion about Caroline's relationship. I'm all the nebulously Confederate character. A <laughs> <laughs> um, real honoree effect. You're the the yeah. Confederate corpses that Damon that's yeah. is feasting on in that flash. I'm everyone who feels bad about being part of the Confederacy. Like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> the worst uh so bonnie's like i don't know like caroline the ball is in your court she's like yeah but i can't do anything and bonnie says why not all you do is talk about how much you care about him uh that's bonnie saying we're over it already we have other things we're dealing with i'm like bonnie you are dating jeremy you have no leg to stand on and elena says alaric's in the same boat with jenna and maybe that's our mistake we're trying to protect people that we love by keeping them out of it but in the end they still get hurt and Caroline says, fine. She takes off her jacket, she gives it to Elena, and she goes up on stage. And this next scene is good. <laughs> uh, Morgan had a meltdown, I guess. Uh, yeah, I had an absolute meltdown. It's the best thing in the world. She gets up on stage, she starts giving a romantic speech. The guy... She fucking rambles. It's so cute. <laughs> She says, like, so this is this guy, and uh, he told me to tell him how I feel about him. Like, it's so easy. I um, love her more than anything. She's like, just because I talk all the time doesn't mean I actually know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I relate to Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> so she says, I don't really know how to express myself, but I can sing. 
So I'm going to sing. And the singer tries to get her off the stage and she compels him to let her stay and sing her song. And she sings Eternal Flame and it rules. I believe it's meant to be. I'll watch you when you are sleeping. You belong with me. Do you feel the same? Am I only dreaming? Is this burning an eternal flame? It's pretty good. And I was actually, because you were like, I don't know, doing cartwheels or something away from the computer. Um, but I was talking about how like, thank God for like the days of the CW where like an actress could just sing on the show and then we wouldn't have to have a fucking musical about it and they wouldn't all try to sing. Yeah, it's just like sometimes one person can sing if it's going to be fun. Uh, Michael, would you like to describe what happened in our apartment uh, during this? I mean, I, it, like you you got up and were like pacing around, kind of looking between me and the TV, mm-hmm. like get hyped here, it's going, and we're you're you're feeling yourself, you're feeling good, you sang a little bit, uh, <laughs> you know. I jumped nothing, up and down a yeah, lot. Yeah, some jumping. Uh, <laughs> I would say about you know pretty much every Caroline scene, it's something like that, you know. <laughs> You guys, I love her. I love her so much. When this happened, the first time I watched this, I died. I love singing. I love musicals. So for my favorite character to sing a little song to the guy that she likes, it's really cute. And Matt seems very touched. And I love it. <laughs> it it's, it's a nice scene. I'll give it that. I'm not going to insult it, but like I'm not going to praise it as highly as you. So I, I feel like for you, that's insulting it. So I'm like really worried now. No. Like I was saying, I'm so happy, again, we didn't need to have every fucking actor sing on the show after this. Like, we already had, like, so Cat Graham's cover, like, of a garbage song, and now this, and that's it, and we're fine, and I just know that Paul Wesley would quit the show if they made him sing. Yeah, I don't need them to have a musical episode. That's not something I want. Yeah, Paul Wesley would quit, and I would be very angry <laughs> if the show made him quit because they wanted him to sing. It would be rude. We need him. So anyways, um, Matt uh, reacts positively to the singing because he's a nice boy. And he goes up on stage and uh, he kisses her and he even dips her. It's real cute. (laughs) And everyone's like, we were enjoying the shitty music, but now these people have brought their stuff into it again. Everyone goes absolutely apeshit, and they're all applauding. Everyone is losing their minds with joy. Um, It's a great moment. (laughs) So um, back at his house, Doc Martin's really mad. He uh, has Elena's picture. (laughs) When I remember he saw it, I I died. The fucking cheerleading picture. The fucking narcissist picture. Oh, yeah, the picture that Helena had of herself. That, but I would argue she's not that much of a narcissist because she hasn't noticed that it's missing. <laughs> and uh, he says, he sees Stefan. Stefan enters the apartment and he's like, you killed my son. And uh, he puts the ouchie on Stefan. He's like, he's dead and I have no one. And you're about to find out what that feels like. And he leaves. So Jonas fucking snaps. We can agree on that, correct? Yeah. I feel like he has more of a leg to stand on than the werewolves did when they tried to kill all of them. I agree. His son bursts into flames in front of him. Again, like we were saying before, I still don't believe that Mason was friends with any of those werewolves, so... Yeah, they suck. (laughs) (laughs) So, over at the Salvatores, uh, Damon and Catherine are hanging out. Um, Damon gives her some blood, and Damon uh, stakes her. 
Yeah, and her wound gives her a big ouchie. Yeah, another ouchie. And Catherine is like, what the fuck? And he's like, that's for not telling me the dagger would kill me. I mean, yeah, understandable. And she says, is that how you treat someone who's trying to help you? Oh, Catherine. I love her. <laughs> so much um they're really hot in this scene this is when i get canceled they're really hot in this scene i am i'm not well (laughs) i mean no one's gonna cancel you for shipping Catherine and damon it's uh it's the worst um i'm into it um but i mean because that they're both like bastards so it's okay to ship that um no yeah it's you're supposed to like it yeah they're really hot guys uh so basically Catherine's like okay fine john gilbert wants uh, and isabel want you and stefan out of elena's life and he's like yeah i fucking know that's old news just not the part where i got a deal like he knew killing elijah would get me out of the tomb so he gave me a choice either i stay and help with klaus or he kills stefan and damon's like but he's still tried to kill me and she's like yeah that's part of the deal. I'm only allowed to save one of you. <laughs> oh, she hates Damon so much. I love it. And Damon says, so you chose Stefan. And she's like, yeah, you wanted the truth. <laughs> Would you rather I lie? She literally said at the beginning of the season, I will always choose Stefan. She has not lied about that. <laughs> but uh, God, yeah, Damon and with Damon and Cal, I mean, it's, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's Lucy in the football. Uh, it's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> A storytelling conceit as old as time. So at the grill, uh, Elena walks in on Caroline and Matt making out. Aww. Um, it's really cute. Matt's like, I gotta get back to work. But uh, they're still kissing. It's incredibly cute. Uh, Elena, <laughs> Elena and Bonnie have a little powwow about catching them. And Elena's like, whatever. If they're happy, I'm happy. And Bonnie says, cool. So speaking of how happy we all are, uh, <laughs> what if I started dating your brother? <laughs> <laughs> what a smooth transition. I, I will also say a little bit about Bonnie. I didn't want to say it just because, you know, racism. Um, but yeah, I'm also like Bonnie. Black people can be alike. It's okay. <laughs> um, I, God, I love Bonnie so much. I love that she asks with like no fucking shame. <laughs> yeah. Even though we don't like who she's asking about, like it's still, I like how determined she is, even though we don't want her to be with him. Yes. She, I, I'm all for Bonnie going for what she wants. I just wish she didn't want what she wants. Yeah, and also, like Bonnie, I have terrible taste in men. <laughs> like, terrible. Like Bonnie, you focus a lot on how Stephen R. McQueen's kind of built. <laughs> <laughs> I love a flop white man. I can't. I can't deny it. This is the truth. So. <laughs> I like this scene with Elena and Bonnie, even though it's about my least favorite thing, which is Bonnie and Jeremy. Elena's like, you're into my brother? And she and Bonnie makes her case. She's like, I know it's weird, but he's good and he's strong and he makes me happy. And uh, what do you think? And Elena cycles through a lot of facial expressions. She ultimately says, I think that my brother's had more pain in his life than a hundred people's worth of pain. He deserves to be with someone as amazing as you, which is nice. You were, I think you were praising like Nina Dobrev's like acting in this moment too. It's just, I mean, we praise her acting a lot, but like she does a lot of really good, like understated subtle things too. Not just like the fun stuff that we see with Catherine, obviously. Yeah, I think I'm trying to find exactly how I phrased this, but I, I said, I think what's nice is she's, she gives us Elena's answer. With the delivery that, like, kind, selfless Elena, who thinks about others, would give. But she first allows herself to have the audience's reaction on her face. And <laughs> it's very 
very cathartic for all of us to be like, obviously this is weird. Like in a way she kind of like all of the things she does with her face is her being like, this is weird. This is weird. This is weird. I'm going to accept it eventually, but it's weird and I don't like it. And I appreciate that. Nina Dobrev's great. Um, I just love praising uh, lead actresses on vampire shows. She's a, she's one of the good ones. Hell yeah. Uh, so yeah, that scene is uh, is pretty wild. So then she gets a phone call from Stefan, and um, assuming I, mean, I assume he gives her some rough news. But yeah, the chaos is beginning now. <laughs> yeah. So then in the uh, back at the Salvatore house. Catherine is like, where are you going to Damon, who's trying to leave at the front door? And he's like, Luca Martin's dead. His dad's going after Elena. And Catherine tries to come with and he is not into it. But she's like, look, I know what we can do and you have to let me do it. And I think I also am realizing now with the Martins, uh, maybe like why it's like, obviously we feel kind of bad for them, but like we don't really care too much about them. It's like, I feel like we kind of spent all our emotional energy with Mason because Mason was just so likable and good. And then that was just so painful. It's like, I don't want to get invested in other characters now. It's kind of a, it's it's a problem that Vampire Diaries has that starts to become a problem here, even though this is still, I think, when the show is very much at the peak of its powers. Mm-hmm. How many people, how many guest stars have we killed? You know, we killed Lexi, we killed Anna, we killed Mason. Like, I think this is at that point where you're starting to learn that guest cast is, is you know, yeah. expendable. <laughs> uh, we killed Pearl, we killed Rose. Yeah, so it's just like, you're like, I don't have anything left for you guys. You're probably not going to stick around. And yeah, that's a bummer. And unfortunately, noted for our future conversation about uh, race on the Vampire Diaries, um, a lot of the people of color on the show end up being guest cast, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, means they a lot of them meet similar fates, which uh, really sucks. It really, really, really sucks. But I will say having- They're all Bonnie's cousin? <laughs> Oh, uh, we, we've discussed this. <laughs> we've discussed that. Um, and yeah, no, it's just unfortunate. Like, I, it's, it's a problem you see a lot on TV, and it's why we should, uh, you know, more uh, people of color should be leads on these kinds of shows. Yes. And uh, Legacies understands that. Yeah, which uh, rules. Even the originals, too, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Legacies fucking rips. Uh, I can't wait till we're talking about Legacies. That's going to rule. But anyways, so uh, Doc Martin goes to the grill. Bonnie finds him. She tries to talk him down. Just trying to convince him that there's a better way to do all this stuff. He is not hearing it. It's too late for her too, though, for saying that because she was already so fucking set on everything she did, mm-hmm. and she could have done it way differently. Yeah. So, uh, Doc Martin starts setting shit on fire. Well, first he blacks everything out just for like a little a little trick, and then he's like, "I'm gonna do a whole massacre." I'm gonna kill everybody in this restaurant. Um, so he probably heard the band and is like, "Fuck this shit." <laughs> so uh, he's like, "Where the fuck's Elena?" And Bonnie's like, "I don't know." <laughs> uh, Caroline and Matt are still making out in the bathroom, <laughs> but now the power has gone out, and Matt's like, "Oh shit!" Like the power's out, and Caroline's like, "Cool, let's keep making out." And he's like, "I'm, I have to do my job." <laughs> He's like, I'm the only dependable employee at this restaurant. It's so fucking cute. Uh, so then Caroline leaves and sees Stefan and Elena. And Elena's like, we've got problems. <laughs> but there's a plan. 
and I need Elena to get the fuck out of here. And Caroline's like, cool, what do you need? Then we cut over to Alaric and Jenna. Uh, Alaric's like, Je- um, Elena's with Stefan, so let's get you and me out of here because um, everything's going to be fine. And then uh, Bonnie is still with Doug Martin, still begging him not to do this. But um, he sets a bunch of fires and like shatters a bunch of glass. And he uh, gives her a little boop that makes her go to sleep. Uh, but you know what? This is actually, uh, well, the boop's not good, but Jonas uh, setting the grill on fire is great because insurance money, and we know they were having money problems. I just realized this. Yeah, in a way, this is great for the grill. (laughs) (laughs) This is amazing for the grill. (laughs) Gives us a mystique. Uh, So luckily, Bonnie is like trying, uh, sorry, Matt is trying to stop the fire and sees Bonnie like passed out. So he immediately goes over to her and like saves her because Matt's a good boy. So sweet, which also goes back to us saying, maybe they should have tried for Matt and Bonnie, but also we can't have Matt like fucking all the girls. Matt, we can't have Matt be in uh, the bicycle. <laughs> Matt, don't be a gigolo. I, I love Matt so much, guys. Uh, so <laughs> really? I couldn't tell. I just really do. Uh, so Elena and Stefan uh, show up to Doc Martin. And uh, can we can we spoil it? This is Catherine, right? Yeah, it's like Catherine the whole time. It's Catherine. It rolls. Uh, Catherine playing Elena is like, I'm so sorry about Luca. I never wanted that to happen. But at least like let us help you get your daughter back. He is not into it. He's like, only Elijah can do that. And I mean, yeah. <laughs> and it's so weird to say this, but Catherine has gotten so good at playing Elena. And obviously, it's Nina Dobra playing both of these characters. But Nina Dobra also specifically plays it as like Elena and Catherine playing Elena. Also, she's like not playing Elena. She is playing Catherine. But you, you know what I'm saying. But, but in this, Catherine has learned to do a good Elena impression uh, by this yes. point, which is a fun piece of this episode. So uh, Caroline, uh, as part of the plan, like jumps on Doc Martin and uh, tries to bite him. But she like recoils too much to go in for the bite. Uh, and he has, so he has time to hit her with an ouchie. <laughs> Matt sees her get hit with that ouchie and he's very sad and concerned. Aww. He attacks Dog Martin and he's like, get away from her. And then this guy fucking breaks a bottle and stabs Matt in the neck. It's insane. It's fucking crazy. And so he's like bleeding out and Caroline has to like go to him and like her face is changing. She's got her horny eyes on. She's trying to like breathe and control her bloodlust. And she like bites her wrist and makes Matt drink. Matt does not like it. <laughs> Does so like does vampire blood taste like actual blood or what? What are we talking here? I don't know. They never describe it. They actually, yeah, they don't. I not even once, and I wish they would. Because in True Blood, it's like yummy. <laughs> I mean, you bottle that shit up. Yeah, you sell that shit as drugs. That fruit punch, baby. <laughs> so then over at the Gilberts, uh, Bonnie and Jeremy are together, and Jeremy's being a little Jeremy. It's like, look. um... I'm sorry. I know you feel bad about all this shit, but I don't. That guy sucks. He's like, Jeremy's like a fucking Damo Jr., which is not good for a a 16-year-old child to be. I know. I'm like, kid, you don't know everything. Again, he's like doing what his dad wanted. Like, maybe don't feel bad for Jonas, but feel bad for Luca. Yeah, like that's a kid who died. So Bonnie's talking about like how hard it is to feel powerless and to not have her magic right now. So Stefan and Elena come in and Bonnie's like, oh, phew. And Elena's like, well, it's not over yet. Elena. She goes upstairs 
And Stefan's like, when'd you guys get home? And he says, a few minutes ago. And he says, did you check the house? And Jeremy's like, why would we do that? That I don't, I don't get. The, the, the grill just went up in flames. Yeah. I believe this to be part of the plan. So then uh, Elena, in quotes, goes upstairs, starts washing her hands. And then Jonas is suddenly behind her. He grabs her and then fucking realizes she's Catherine. And uh, Catherine gives him a big chomp. A big old chomp. <laughs> big old chomp. And, like, Bonnie finds them and is like, what the fuck, Catherine? You did not have to kill him. Um, but also, should we discuss uh, Catherine's pose after killing him? <laughs> Catherine is, yes. And please describe. I don't even know how to describe it, but I just know it's like, um, where's her Emmy? <laughs> where's Nina's Emmy? Um, I do know uh, that she's very hot. And I love her. I mean... Yeah. It appears that uh, Jonas uh, is not dead. Um, we do a, a horror movie lunge. Yeah, he gets his, like, one last scare and grabs Bonnie and her face. <laughs> but uh, Stefan kills him. <laughs> so we're all good. Uh, so uh, downstairs, David and Elena are talking. And Elena's like, how'd you convince Catherine to do this? And David's like, we actually didn't. It was her idea. And Elena says, wow, that's not good. <laughs> and David says, yeah, no, it's not good at all. Because now you owe her, you stupid idiot. Yeah, it's the worst. Uh, so Stefan and Catherine come downstairs. Stefan's like, well, everything's taken care of. Uh, Catherine gives Elena her necklace back. Um, and teases her about how her clothes are going to need a good dry clean. Um, I love her. Elena's like, you got to get Catherine out of here before Jenna gets home. And Catherine is pissed. She's like, that's all you have to say to me? And Elena's like, yeah, I have the same exact opinion of you. <laughs> I still hate you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Catherine's like, look, I don't fucking like you either, but like we need to work together because we're on the same side right now. So for now, I am not a threat to you. That's the Vampire Diaries, baby. Hell yeah, Selective Alliances. So now on the porch, on the on what some would call the kissing porch, Jenna and Alaric are getting home. And Alaric's like, are you going to be okay? And uh, she's like, yeah, I'm fine. And he says, look, Isabel's dead, and there's stuff about her death that I can't tell you. There's things that like aren't for me to tell. And you can be upset and hate me, but you should just know that I love you. So at least I can Aww. say that. Yeah, it's more than like, for sure. And also, um, in season one, we call it the cry porch, not just the kissing porch. Oh, yeah, it's the cry porch and the kissing porch, the kissing and crying porch. Uh, so instead of kissing or crying, uh, the two of them just say goodnight. <laughs> Uh, so Jenna comes home and Elena's like, oh, cool, you made it. And Jenna's like, yeah, tonight was really weird. <laughs> Speaking of really weird, Jeremy and Bonnie are in Jeremy's room. Ugh. I mean, that's, that seems normal to me at this point. Uh, Jeremy's worried about Bonnie and she's like, don't be. And he's like, no, it's, I'm worried. I mean, Jeremy, if you were worried, maybe you should tell everyone about how bad things have gotten for Bonnie. Yeah. And she gives him a little smooch and, uh, she explains that actually... Dog Martin grabbed her and gave her her powers back and wants her to kill Klaus. And apparently he did include a how there. See, not a bad guy. He redeemed himself after like his attempted massacre because he's probably like, I don't want to be this. Probably, yeah. So then uh, back at the Salvatore house, Damon's in bed and he's just, re- you know, having a cozy uh, Gilbert journal read. Catherine joins. Her hair is curly again. Yay. Back to normal. Thank God. And she's in something very skimpy, so I assume she must have had time to go to the mall? 
I mean, she's always shopping. As you know, Morgan, women be shopping. Women do be shopping. (laughs) (laughs) Women do be shopping, though. Um, That might have been a hate crime. I'm so sorry. (laughs) So they talk about um, the site of the witch massacre, and Damon still pretends to not know. And she's like, you knew Emily Bennett was the key to getting me out of that tomb. And something tells me that you did everything in your power to make sure that she was safe. Yet you have no idea who's the fucking liar now. <laughs> and I'm like, finally, Catherine, his obsession with you is helpful. <laughs> so she's like, you were mean to me today. And he's like, yeah, you're mean to me always. <laughs> but she says, you were mean and very rough and monstrous, which is pretty hot. And so she goes for a kiss, and for a second it seems like they're going to make out, and then he just shoves her. He's like, you dumped. Uh, <laughs> you guys, they should bang. Uh, he's not going to cheat on Andy Starr. Fair. Would Andy Starr be into a threesome? I think she would. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. So uh, then we have a scene at Caroline's house. Oh, boy. So uh, Matt wakes up and he is understandably confused about being covered in blood and about what he saw Caroline's face do and about the fact that he drank her blood. (laughs) Um, And Caroline's like, well, my blood healed you. (laughs) Because that's what vampire blood do, homie. Yeah. (laughs) And I am a vampire. And he's like, no. But she's like, but it's, this is so sad. She says, but it's all going to be okay. But I'm going to tell you everything. And you're going to understand why I had to keep it from you. And we're going to be fine. Oh, boy. We'll be together. And we love each other. And Matt's like, fucking vampires. Like, that's what Vicky said attacked her. And I thought she was, like, tripping out. And, oh, no. Like, what did you do to my sister? It's so sad. So they have this, like, a horrible fight, and um, he cries, and she's trying to calm him down, and it just won't work, and it's uh, really upsetting. Um, yeah, because uh, first Tyler and now Matt keep thinking that Caroline's the only vampire, and that's not uh, ending up well. Yeah, uh, not fair. Uh, back at the Gilberts, Jen is eating ice cream, and I love her for it. <laughs> yeah, I wrote in my notes, Jen is eating sad ice cream. She says to herself, if I go to bed right now, there's a chance I'll wake up hangover free. Which again, I was like, Jesus, girl. Uh, love her. But also, she had tequila, and now she's having ice cream. Um, I'm going to say it's an Alias uh, reference, just because everyone's watching Alias now. Why not? Yeah. So then there's a little knock at the door. <laughs> Well, let's see if you can tell just by the sound of her voice. (laughs) I mean, I'll give her that. She has a very distinctive voice. Hi, you must be Jenna. (laughs) I'm Elena's mother, Isabel. (laughs) And Jenna does seem shocked to find out that this dead woman is alive. (laughs) And that is how our episode ends. Uh, Isabel, down. Um, Jill, did you, I'm sure you felt she's probably gonna come back and you just want to get it over with, right? Yeah. I knew she was coming. <laughs> they kept talking about her and her plans, so like, it was gonna happen. You're, uh, they gotta rip the band-aid off, basically. I'm excited that Jenna's gonna find out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Look, I, I, when I was saying earlier that I preferred John Gilbert to certain characters... The other character I was talking about was Isabel. I kind of like to imagine that, like, Isabel as a vampire is, like, she's doing what she what she thinks is her impression of Catherine. I agree. I think she's best. And I, I think they, I, I, I'll be interested to watch this 
her, this um, bout of Isabelle episodes a little more carefully and just kind of see if they learned how to use her a little better now that they've like seen what her performance is and what it looks like. Because I do think she is the most interesting when you believe that everything she's doing, she's just kind of like grasping at straws and trying to be evil because she thinks it's what she's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And it's unsuccessful. Uh, I find that interesting, but also I wish it was a little bit more compelling because we already have a lot of like hot, sexy, evil people doing hot, sexy, evil things. Doing them well as well. But uh, I don't know. Is it uh, is it time for for rankings or is it time for boy corner? All right, people. Boy corner. Look, we've we've had boy corner. We've talked about some nonsense. Some some girls did some nice stuff. They sang. They did gambits. Whatever. Uh, you're here for the boys uh it's time to talk about uh who the best boys of the week were uh not even a week because i don't that's not how these episodes are released and we're not and this is not a weekly uh show where we do an episode at a time anyway uh boys uh okay so i'm gonna talk about uh let's see one two three uh we have five boys today uh we got jeremy uh, look, he he's standing up for his woman. Uh, he knows he knows uh, he's gonna lay down the law. He knows how it has to be. Uh, he's you know, and he she hasn't quite come around yet, but he can tell what she wants. And, uh, <laughs> oh God! Look, oh prob- my God! Look, she because she's she's being look. She likes being with Jeremy. He just needs to set his sister straight, and then we'll. Uh, <laughs> oh we'll, God! And then you know. Then he can show us all that, you know, he's uh, a great loving boyfriend who uh, will be very uh, kind and sweet to his girlfriend, Bonnie, uh, and treat her like the queen she is uh, in the context of their relationship and only that context. Uh, then we've look, we've got uh, Stefan. Uh, we learned that in the past he was cool as hell. Uh, he, look, Stefan doesn't show up on these on these rankings very often. Uh, or would not if I were doing them every every time we did them. Uh, but uh, it's because he because he you know he's got uh, his hangups. He's got he's got his things he's worried about. You know he doesn't want to eat too many people or whatever. But we learn that he used to be down with it. He used to just like have a good time, be a cool guy, and it used to be his brother who sucked. Uh, and so we learned that, like in a you know, you live for 150 years, you know, this seems to be a cautionary tale from the Stefan perspective of you can stop being cool. But from uh, the Damon perspective, we learn you can become cool. So, you know, uh, aim high, but be careful, boys. Uh, gotta watch out. Uh, Elijah, uh, you know, he did his thing, classy guy. He got a little owned this week, uh, but, uh, you know, and then spent a lot of time uh, as a corpse, which is, you know, but in a way that's him doing his thing. He, you know, he needs his time to recharge. He needs his time to, you know, he went hard. He, he went long. Uh, he, 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 made, he made his threats. Uh, and look, we, we down, but not out. Let's say this for, for our boy, uh, Elijah. Um, although it seems like they could just cut him up and keep the pieces separate. Um, <laughs> Number two boy of the week, uh, classic demo. Uh, he's got he's got a flamethrower. He's uh, being mean to his ex and not giving in to her wiles because uh, 
uh, you know, he's he's ball cell power. Uh, he's keeping it strong. Jesus Christ. Uh, he, he uh, yeah, he, he's not going to let her take his power away uh, in his own home. Sorry, guys, uh, I'm going to murder Michael real quick. Uh, look. Uh, yeah, I think this is uh, the final boy corner. Damon, Damon's doing uh, doing good, and he's half of the dynamic duo this week. As our number one boy, Alaric, uh, really lays you know, he taps into his emotions. The most emotional thing you can do uh, is say to another man that you're friends, uh, <laughs> oh, and yeah. uh, that you uh, are bros, and that you will have each other's back. And Alaric indeed has everyone's back. He doesn't agree with their plan, but he sees a shot, he takes it. It was uh, the wrong thing to do, but he didn't know that. Uh, he, <laughs> he, you know, I think I think he uh, stepped up. And it, it, nine times out of ten, normal episode of Vampire Diaries, Alaric stepping in. Uh, taking up the, you know, being, look, look, they need a human to do the kill. I'll do the kill. Doing the kill. Uh, that would make him the hero and the cool guy of the app. Uh, this just happens to be the one uh, exception to the rule where it's, it seems we had another, there was another couple of wrinkles in the plan and Elena came out on top. So in all, all in all, you could say a pretty bad week for boys. Uh, uh, Catherine and Elena really did seem to have, you know, they were their respective MVPs of the episodes. I'm not going to lie about that. I'm not going to uh, misrepresent uh, the boys' strength to you know because because I know boys will in the long run come out on top. Uh, and, and I and oh my god. Uh, so but this week uh, we give it up for Elena and Catherine for uh, showing the boys what's what and reminding them they got to step up the game. Uh, but. Good, but all, that said, uh, good on our boys. Our boys are strong. The fundamentals <laughs> of our boys are uh, powerful and right. Uh, and that's boy corner. What just happened? That was beautiful. <laughs> there we go, ladies and gents. That was the uh, that was the boy corner. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, Jill, whatever your rankings, make it sing. Oh man. <laughs> I don't know how to follow Boy Corner, but uh, <laughs> we have a few first-timers uh, in the rankings. I mean, there's no Tyler this week. That's why, right? Oh, no. Tyler's still number one. <laughs> <laughs> no one is beating Tyler at the moment. That is the twist on Boy Corner. Tyler's not even the episode, but like he's still going to win in Jill's rankings. Yeah. So boys do win. <laughs> Specifically, Tyler. <laughs> Michael is, is plunging his fist into the air and dancing around. <laughs> um, yeah, if Tyler was there, uh, Elena wouldn't have needed to, you know, show everyone up. He, the boy would have handled it. They were missing. They were down a boy this week. Wow! Wow! Okay, but coming in at number five <laughs> for the first time ever, we have Elena. Yeah! Oh, wow. The, the power jump that she did. Uh, number four, also for the first time ever, we have Warner. <laughs> <laughs> and then the top three are the same. We have Caroline at three, Nemo <laughs> at two, and Tyler at one. Body unranked! Tyler's not even here, and he's still winning. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> so I guess it's time for crushes. Uh, who wants to go first? I think Michael should go first because he's a guest. Hell yeah. Uh, 
Episode one, Elena. Episode two, Catherine. Uh, very clear, very clear crushes. Uh, Nina Dobrev killed it. Uh, and honestly, that was like a, a very, very strong Catherine app, especially. That was uh, that was good. But she is all bloody at the end and is like, yeah, I took care of business. I'm like, yes, you did. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, have, I have mine. Uh, I will say that for the first episode, mine is Catherine because her showing up in the shower at the end uh, rules. <laughs> it is truly such a baller move. Her being like, yeah, I know all of you guys have like a really complicated time and like a really difficult and stressful night, but I got exactly what I wanted. And now I'm using Damon's rain shower, which seems really nice. For the second, I have a crush on Caroline and Matt because uh, they are the best and they're really cute and I love them. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, for the first episode, I'll go with Elijah, but also kind of Elijah and Andy Starr because I wanted them to fuck. Uh, and the second episode, Catherine, 100%. Good. And then mine for these episodes are Elena and Warner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love to see it. I thought you were somehow going to say Tyler, and I was about to be like, you are not allowed. He is not in these episodes. I will admit, I was thinking about saying Tyler because of the conversation between Matt and Caroline. Mentioning Tyler? <laughs> Tyler's mentioned so he counts. <laughs> Dang, we really went after it. What an episode that we have recorded. Yeah, are you are you feeling optimistic, Jill? I know you were a little, like, worried. I am still a little worried, but I feel like it's going to be bonkers when Klaus arrives, and I am excited for that. Uh, it will be. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess we're done? Yeah, I mean, I think that, that's, all, that's all I've got. Anyone else uh, got, got some, some good wisdom? Jill. How are you feeling about season two as a whole, actually? I think it started really strong. Um, I mean, I do like these episodes, but it's I for some reason it feels like it's tapering off for me. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's just because I'm waiting for Klaus. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I'm still enjoying it. Yeah, it kind of seems like now you're at the point where you're like, okay, give me Klaus. Give yeah. me Klaus, baby. I'm very, very much ready for Klaus. <laughs> but to be fair, the season did give you Tyler. Very thankful for Tyler. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Again, how a worm has turned. Good lord. Um, shall we plug? Shall we plug? We shall. Um, so you can find me on Twitter at LaFergs, and from there you can find my writing. I mean, I'm doing about as much writing as anyone's doing right now, really. We're all just kind of doing our best. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Lorgan Ludich. Um, I'm, uh, you know, posted about the quarantine. And um, I am, uh, you can also follow me on Letterboxd. I think I'm fun on there. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Jilwa Baggins with two I's instead of two L's. <laughs> and uh, at Michael Chasen on Twitter, uh, M Chasen on Letterboxd. Cool. The next episodes we are doing are, let's see, Know Thy Enemy and The Last Dance. Huh. Last Dance slaps. I'll just tell you that, Jill. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking slaps. Yeah, you're, I think you might like it. <laughs> and until next time, everyone. Don't forget to cut your plums. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.